All right, here we go. Blake Paul, a.k.a. B. Proddy. Speaking of B. Proddy, we found out why he got the nickname B. Proddy. The story is absolutely incredible. We also talked about the fact that he rides without a hat a lot and, you know, what kind of hair products he uses. You know, maybe he can get himself a shampoo sponsor. Another subject that was rather heavy was the fact that Blake has lost a few people very close to him, Dylan Ojo and A-Rub. And he talks about the effects that that had on his life. And he really had some insightful stuff to say. We have a lot of new merch up on the store. We got new hoodies. It's getting colder. Check those out at bombhole.com. We got signed prints from Blake Paul that were shot by the legend, Ole Gagnon. Another thing I want to let you guys know is that we have a Patreon. If you want to support us, it goes a long way. It is huge for us. And we really appreciate those of you that already do. And lastly, Share it with a friend. If you heard something you liked, you had a laugh, you enjoyed it, text it to a buddy, post it on your Instagram. Okay, let's get into it. Episode 23, Be Proddy. You are listening to the Bomb Hole. Bomb Podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the Bomb Hole. going to slide down in big hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice, burgundy snowboard. We got a new intro. Slide down them hills on a big, nice burgundy snowboard. That's Ghostface Killer. Uh, that was found by Avert Guldemann, Harry Hagen, and then Matty Moe dropped it into the intro. So we got to thank those guys for that beautiful find. Now, Stony Buds, how are we doing today, man? Uh, we haven't even started yet. Four bubbly waters deep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing pretty well. Perfect. You got to stay hydrated out yeah. here. We got a big guest today. We got Blake Paul. Be proddy. Proddy, what's happening? What up? What up? <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we are psyched to have you in the booth today. Uh, you are, little fun fact, originally born in New Hampshire, I was Vermont, told. right? Yeah. Well, so born in a New Hampshire hospital in Lebanon, New Hampshire. Mm. Closest hospital to the house in uh, Bradford, Vermont. Dude, I'm pretty sure my dad was born in that hospital. No way. Yeah. Crazy. If, if not born, grew up in that town for sure. Oh, crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Great, so you're VT. Yes, I guess, yeah, technically Vermont roots. Uh, moved from Vermont to Jackson when in 99, so I was, yeah, 6, 7. Yeah. Yeah, everybody thinks you're Jackson, dogger, but you got the VT. They're both kind of crunchy locations. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to move from <laughs> Vermont, though, Jackson, that's a pretty good move right there. Yeah, my parents did it. They wish they had done it. They were like, oh, I wish we had done it like 10 years earlier. Um Basically, my dad just got a job out there, and they were like, oh, yeah, like you got to move out here, try it out. We, they were trying it for a year and decided to stay, which is kind of common story. Were you guys like outdoorsy family? What was the family vibe going on? Yeah, for sure. So like super outdoorsy family. My brother, I think everybody skied until my brother started snowboarding, um, and then I was always looking up to my older brother. Basically, like I started, I wanted to start snowboarding when I was super young. My whole family was like switched over to snowboarding. And I was talking to my mom the other day and she was like, yeah, snowboarding, like that had an influence on our move to Jackson. Like not only was it just to like, you know, be outside, move to the West, have more space, maybe deal with like less harsh winters, whatever. But um, snowboarding like actually had like a play in that, which is pretty cool, which I didn't really like think that much. I just thought they were super into the outdoors and Climbing, hiking, backpacking, all that type of stuff. Um, yeah. That's it. So both your parents board too, rippers. Yeah, they do, and they they still do. They're like, my dad's like 
72, I think. You got a good back seven? or what's <laughs> the, what's the... <laughs> No, they, they kind of only rip when there's a couple inches of snow. Oh, they're like, okay. They're like, they're like fair weather snowboarders. You know, it's got to be like six inches or more. We'll take you out of school. We'll like powder day. We'll wait in the line, whatever. Ride till 12, bounce. Your dad's 72. Yeah. No shit. I That's... think. Hopefully, maybe 71. <laughs> Well, you know what? This, that kind of leads us right into an early question from our good friend Dirt Bike Dan, aka Danimals. Hey, Bamo. Uh, this is Danimals <laughs> here. What's up, dudes? Yo, Blake. Who were the people in your life as a little kid? You know, friends, family, whatever. Who were the people in your life that made you want to continue snowboarding because of them? Yeah. So. Early on, it was my brother who definitely had the influence, snowboarding, skateboarding, just showing me what was good, new, like the videos, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, later on, it was, you know, friends like Brian and Gucci had a huge, in, has a huge influence on me to kind of keep going. He helped bring me up. He showed me kind of like, I feel like the right reasons to kind of get into snowboarding. Um, let's see who else. I don't know. When you start snowboarding with like your close friends like Sam and Griffin and kind of everybody here, Arthur, like those are the people that keep me going now. Like I'm like definitely hyped on that. But that's pretty crazy. Like most people grow up in riding smaller hills or you know not being around pros. But you had like Brian and Gucci and Mark Carter and people like that in in uh, Jackson. That's got to be kind of crazy having Gooch having your back from an early day. Yeah, straight that- up ledge. That's just, like, being fortunate that my parents moved there. And then, so I had even started snowboarding. My parents actually did a little bit of, like, snowboard instructing back in the day, I remember. And I remember, like, being at the hill, mad young, like, five years old. And um, so as soon as we came to Jackson, basically, like, met a couple friends that were, like, kind of my age. They were into snowboarding and then got on the snowboard team, like, and then once you're there, like, it's not the biggest scene or it wasn't the biggest scene back then. Um and so you kind of like know who everybody is you'd see people like travis around or gooch or like alex yoder even though he was only like he was kind of my sister's age like six years older than me maybe a little less but uh yeah around the time when it became like i'm like really into this i'm going to pursue this it was probably gooch that like knew kind of the steps to bring me through and carter that were like taking me out and still do yeah um and that's just like kind of I guess the fortune of being growing up in Jackson, you know, um, and riding the mountain, like the mountain is just like kind of breeded that community, which is kind of a little bit lackluster in some time, like some places these days, obviously it's great here in Salt Lake, but yeah. What do you mean lackluster? Just the resorts? Not that tight? Um, I don't know. I just feel like in Jackson, like they definitely have an awesome snowboard team going and there's like a couple kids coming up for sure. Or uh, maybe it's just like, I'm far away from it now, but you know, more touristy, more fancy, less kind of grassroots style. Like we were going to the local hill like after school and just kind of like there was only, there was a couple of us and we were like going to all the contests trying super hard. And I, there definitely is still kids doing that and all that, but I just feel like there's less of like, there's so many good kids these days. Like not everybody's going to have the opportunity to like meet the local pro in their town and get like fostered up on how so to like true, huh? do stuff. Yeah. And like that's just unfortunately the bad luck but gooch is like the ultimate yeah. mentor of all mentors well, and especially a tourist 
mountain like that too like jackson mm-hmm. there's so many tourists coming through there yeah and you know it grows which it has to and everything has to evolve and it will um yeah. but yeah i think like back in the day it had a little bit more of like hometown vibe like travis came out you're like i don't know i was into it it was the only thing we had going the winners were like it was i was like snowboarding skateboarding like kind of just like that's what i was into i played soccer a little bit like Skate park's pretty fun, though. I yeah, love that little park. We had an awesome, like, skate park, awesome, like, group that was there, awesome group at the mountain. Um, well, a lot I, of, like, snowboard coaches. Rob Kingwell. Yeah, oh, he, I'm going to give Kingwell a little air horn. Yeah, super inspiring OG. dude. Yeah, OG. Uh, what I was kind of wondering is, like, did, like, how you got sponsored. Was it, did you come up doing contests and then, or did you just ride the mountain a lot or did you film anything or how, what did it look like before you got sponsored in that progression? Um, so yeah, back in the day, like me and my friend, Cam Walters, Cam Fitzpatrick, um, we had like a couple other friends that were like in our group, but mostly it was like us and we were super hyped on like filming each other and like with maybe it was like a GL2 we got and yeah, we're just being on a snowboard team and we traveled to some contests and we were like, we weren't really sponsored, but eventually it was people like, um, Rob King will, and there's this other skier, uh, Rick Armstrong and Jackson. And, but yeah, I got involved with these people in Jackson and they put me on North Face's radar, which kind of just like started out with some free gear, like way back when I was young doing like USASA contests and then somehow just continued to evolve. And yeah, it was that. And I think it was like a rep for GNU that was like a local Rockies rep. And then it was, um, Vans came later and yeah. And then around that time period, is that when you started to film with A-Rob or he kind of took you under his wing? Yeah, so, like, we kind of had our a local little crew. We had, like, fun block films, I called it, which or we kind of coined the term, and we, like, made a couple, like, homie videos, mad young, like, early high school, whatever. Um, and then I had seen Yoder filming with uh, Sam Tor, and I had heard about A-Rob, and I had kind of seen that they were filming, like, more um like legit stuff like you know you see like the hvx in the backcountry or whatever and you he's gonna edit and he had like previous videos that had came out and so yeah basically a rob introduced me to kind of like backcountry filming one year like an alex introduced me to a rob and he had kind of taken me under his wing randomly uh just like I think he maybe saw something in me, you know, whatever. He, like, would really hype me up in all these situations, kind of like, yeah, you're coming out filming with us. Or when we go ride the mountain, it was like, oh, like, the energy was insane. Like, you got to fly off this or just kind of, like, pushing. It's like being around that infectious dude. And he, like, took me under his wing. I ended up filming a little bit for his video. um, And Alex Pashley brought me out to Silverton. Um, So I had had a little bit of footage with him in Silverton and a little bit of footage with, like, uh, a Rob and Yoder um, and Jackson, and then that it kind of just ended up like that it was going to go in their video, um, in Sam Torres' video that he was making like the following season. But that was like probably the first real video. I was like, oh, I'm actually filming for a video. Like I'm out on a snowmobile. Like this is kind of crazy. It wasn't my own, but I was You're getting still doubled. in high school at this point, right? Yeah, I was still in high school. Like last year, of high school. Um, my mom worked as a guidance counselor in the school district. And I was able to get winter off basically where I did like my winter online, but I already had like finished it in the fall. So it was like winter was just like off. I went to school like first quarter and in the spring and uh, 
yeah, actually in the spring of that same year, I was up in Canada on a North Face, like shoot, like first shoot ever. And my vice principal called me and he was like, call me on my cell phone in Canada. And I was like, what, what's going on here? I'm like on the way home, but I didn't think I was going to be home for a couple of days or something. And he was like, Hey, so in order to graduate, you have to like attend class for like a certain amount of days, even though you missed like the winter, you still need to show up for this fourth quarter, like a certain percentage of the days or else you can't graduate because of state laws. So I was like, well, I'm like in Canada, I'm like on the shoot, it's going to be like a couple of days before I'm back. So like, I'm not going to make it. And he's like, okay, well, you need to be like back in school by tomorrow. So I was like, okay, well then like, I won't make it back. So I hang up and we, we both hang up and he's like, I'll see what I can do, whatever. And then I'm just like off the phone. I'm like, well, whatever. Like I'm on a big trip. Like, I think I went to like my first super park before this too. And I was like, I'm like, whatever, not going to graduate. And then he called me back like half hour later and he was like, Hey, I put it in the system. Like you're going to just be like permanently like that you're here, like your attendant or whatever, or you're uh, present. And, uh, like, we'll just, if any teachers say anything, just say you're working like directly with me and like, w- like just in my office to finish up your work or Damn, whatever. Pretty insane. So that dude. We get an air horn. Yeah, yeah. This guy is a G. Yeah. Jim, a, Jim Rooks. Jim Rooks. There's not get, a lot of that think, out there. I feel yeah. like my, my principal never, or vice principal yeah, never. Had done he might that still shit. work in the school district. Shit, so hopefully dude, he doesn't get OG. fired. For Props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, and, uh, <laughs> you, you gotta come in, Jim. Uh, we gotta talk about Blake Paul. You, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, there's a huge superintendent meeting. But, Everyone gets together. Another thing I think he did the right school, thing, though. This guy. 100%. And I got to give a major shout out to your mom. She's going to get an air horn because yeah. those those moms and those parents that believe in their kids when they're mm-hmm. in high school and are like, no, like not controlling. Like they see the passion. It's like, look, this guy, he's doing great now. Yeah. He's doing great. Just got a crib. I mean, Just bought wow. a house. <laughs> I feel like. Um, it's just awesome now that they have those programs that when I was younger, you couldn't do that. There wasn't even mm-hmm. the option to, mm-hmm. to do what you did. You yeah. were basically just not graduating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got lucky with that. Um, yeah. I got super lucky with having my mom believing in me and my parents, like fully just like supporting on what I wanted to do when it came to like that year. And we were like thinking about touring schools. Like there was a school in Florida that I was looking at going to as, as just interested in video, but it was more my parents just saying like you got to look and do it and I'm like I ain't, I'm not going to go anywhere. I looked at like Westminster too maybe. And I was on a trip I think at Hood or something in the summer and they had already planned for all of us to go to Florida and they were going to like fly my grandma out and stuff and they just went. <laughs> Did and I didn't and I didn't go cuz I was on a snowboard trip and they were still down to just like go and I think they might have toured the school. Like I don't even know. Blake's just because like he, he maybe just wanted to go through the process. Spring break Blake, dude. <laughs> <laughs> would have been dope. No, but they knew. It's almost hard to say. Known known for his partying, Spring yeah. Break Blake. <laughs> say it fast. That would have been a whole Different person sitting here. You'd be all tanned, freaking out on a jet ski. Super good at beer pong. Yeah, beer pong, jet ski. <laughs> Dude, I would not be here. <laughs> jet ski pro. Although lick lick the cat was kind of like lick the frat a little bit at yeah. times. So oh, who yeah, knows? You hang with some of those guys. Yeah, that had some Florida vibes. That yeah. had some heavy Florida vibes. Yeah. But I wanted to uh, keep talking about the winter you filmed for that project, and then like kind of transition to what happened that summer when you guys went down to Chile. Okay, yeah, for sure. With A-Rob and everything. Yeah, so that year, like, 
he took me under his wing. I don't really know like how else to say it. Like maybe it's like a cliche term, but it like happened and I'm like so grateful for that. And then that summer came up, we went to hood. We filmed some stuff at hood. He met us. He like rolled through like hood was like flew in or drove in or something. He had this crazy old car. I can't remember, but it's some car that like took on this whole character. And, uh, we like, road hood for a couple days and then on his way out to go to the airport he's like let's do the zoo bomb and we like went and did the zoo bomb which is like you take the train up and then you to the zoo in portland and you like bomb down and we all bombed down and then he like dropped him off like half hour before his flight and just like what the hell is this guy on you know and he's like oh just like keep my snowboard stuff and we're just like all right so it's kind of sick still have his board whatever and he's like well we'll meet up in cali and i'm like this is crazy like I, I think i can go on this like i had just started having some travel budget and I had worked at a Thai restaurant in Jackson for a couple of years. Shout out Teton Thai and like saved up mad money under the table, like just to like save up for this trip and like kind of like in the beginning of the, or like when I could in the summer in the summer before I just like didn't have money to like spend on stuff. I don't think I was really into partying yet um, or anything. I was just like down to like kind of like snowboarding, whatever. And, uh, Saved up money, and we met up in California. was in California for, like, five days just chilling in, like, Huntington Beach, like, staying right there, just, like, cruising around. Super, like, first time in Southern California with this dude, like, skating around, just, like, kind of, like, experiencing that. He took me to, like, all the mags, introduced me to, like, Bri I think I had already known Bridges, but it was just kind of, like, a deeper connection, kind of like, hey, we're doing this movie, we're going to Chile, like, Blake's coming, whatever, like, Holy just, shit, like... Hooking me up. Yeah, he fully introduced you to everybody. Yeah. Like a Rob, that's like a full un under the wing move to just kind yeah. of come and do that for somebody. That's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I actually, I've been hooked up from like Sam and Griff here with like other contacts and sponsors and stuff like that, and getting involved with people in Salt Lake with Jackson being somewhat close to Salt Lake in the contest. But a Rob definitely took me on like a level of like, like oh, like you're gonna film for a project that like maybe is a little bit more like meaningful or whatever. Um, and yeah, then we flew down to Chile together. We were supposed to just him and I, and we were supposed to do like the filmers were supposed to come in later. Like Sam Tor was going to come in later, maybe have a photographer come in later. And Yoder was going to try to come meet up off of like a, like a buddy pass ticket or something. It was kind of just like we were rolling like sketch style and Aaron went down like every year um, to Chile. So he was like, I'm going down, like you're coming with me and like, basically we're going to ride powder in August and he's like hyping it all up and we go down there and we're connected. Like we get like free tickets to the resort. Like he's showing me all around first time. It's just like insane. Like staying right at the resort through some connection, like on the mountain snows, we're riding like powder. And I think we rode like two, three days and we kind of get like over, we get like with these locals and we decide we're going to like go ride off this like backside zone um in el colorado so this is like kind of only like an hour and a half or two hours from santiago i don't know if you've been there mm -hmm. up that super windy road yeah. oh yeah you've been, I've there. been there yeah yeah stone knows you know about like valle nevado and all that yeah yeah so we're in that area and um we like are riding and we're about to drop into this one zone and he kind of drops in like yells some stuff like does a little ollie um he's just kind of like, yeah, like, woo, like cruises in, slashes. And then from my perspective, I can see him. He hits a rock, and he kind of, like, tumbles out of my view. And then you can kind of just hear, like, screaming and, like, moaning. And I think he was, like, first to drop. There might have been someone way far below him. 
but we were with like two, three other people, Chileans, like didn't speak very good English. Um, and yeah, we basically like, I go down to him, we all go down to him and he's like bleeding super gnarly and he's unconscious and he kind of is like, you know, he's not doing well. And these guys are huddled around him kind of by the time I get down there, but I kind of get up there and I kind of like see him, we're wrapping him up, but like, you know, we're pretty unprepared for the situation. Everybody that is there is pretty unprepared for the situation. Like call ski patrol. They're like, you go up, you like get ski patrol. Like you just hike back up this ridge. So I hike up this ridge to go like get ski patrol. And it was kind of like, I feel like he was kind of, the way that he looked, it was not going to recover maybe, you know? Um, anyway, it's, and yeah, I waited up top, ski patrol came down, they got him down, they took him in a helicopter, we left the resort, we um, were like driving home or, or like back to like the hospital, whatever, and I just get a call and it's just kind of like, like, hey, like it was Aaron's like kind of girlfriend that he was seeing down there that for like the last couple of years off and on or whatever. And she was like, hey, he's like passed away. And I was kind of just like pulled over the car, like got out, just like dry heaving, kind of just like, I think when you're that young, it just hits you like shock, you know. How you're old like, were you? I was 18. And you were alone, right? Yeah. So I was just like alone there, never been there, whatever. It's like, it seems like it's crazy telling the story and like it is like, I don't know. It it seems like you would like be freaking out, but somehow there was this crazy sense of like calm when it happened. And it was almost like I could like feel it. Like I kind of felt him like kind of leave. Like when I was up there chilling solo waiting for the ski patrol. And that's kind of what they said is like, it happened. Like even when he was like before he was, it's, it's crazy. Know, you can feel like, people leave. right? Yeah. And like, I don't know. It, it just happened like that. And it was like, Basically, yeah, I had to deal with, like, some a bunch of U.S. Embassy stuff, like, all types of weird, like, whatever. I had to, like, tell some people, and that was the hard part. But I kind of just knew that, like, like his brother decided to come down, that we were going to have people down, and that we were, like, going to finish off the video project in Chile. Um, and that's, I think I just, like, went on that path. Um, Yesterday, we were, when we were skating and stuff, talking... You had a pretty interesting kind of mentality about that stuff. And you're kind of saying, you know, I was asking you about how sad it must have been and all this stuff. And you were saying kind of like, what would this person want me to do along those lines? I thought that was kind of a good mentality. Like, Yeah, that kind of just fed like, or that would just kind of came naturally to me. Just that vibe. Like, I know that he's gone, but like, if he was still around, he would want me to, this is what he would want us to do. He would want us to like everybody to come down here, do whatever, get like scratch everything they had going on in their life. See why he loved it so much. Like down here, finish off his project, like create like this, like last section kind of for it. And that was for like, uh, what ended up being called Aaron Robinson's manifest. And that was like the first video kind of I was in that was maybe like more seen. Um, and I just knew that he would like that he created that for me. So I had to finish it off and kind of make it as best as we could. And we went down South like seven hours from Santiago or something at, at a different resort. And we got it like super well, like we got insane conditions at this resort, able to film like some backcountry jumps and like have like a couple good days of snow in Chile, which is like hard to get. And I've gone back to the same resort twice following years 
and one trip it didn't snow at all and like not even a flake for like 10 days <laughs> and then <laughs> go like, there to red pound i've yeah, been on that same trip where it doesn't snow yeah, there yeah, and, and like, the other <laughs> yeah the other trip was like just winds like the whole time and just like brutal whatever we kind of got it but didn't but yeah i mean yeah dude you that's that's the same way like when dylan passed away i was just like it's like freak accident stuff and there's nothing you can do about it it just feels like and you feel all this weight and you're kind of just like you gotta just remember like if everybody dies and everybody will die and like if you're gonna die if i'm gonna die tomorrow i don't want like anybody to be like you know i want everybody to just like follow their dreams that are deep down and like like make those dreams like flourish or whatever you know yeah just no, to get straight deep, up no, just to get deep it. real quick because yeah, it's like do it. no, you don't want it. you don't want to like i don't want everybody to be all bummed out and be like oh like it's just this thing that could left on forever yeah like i don't know just like <laughs> go on like it's too young like yeah obviously all that is like apparent and like that all ha- like that happens and like i think those people would agree that like they want to see us like do what we want to do whether that's be super successful or like create happiness for yourself and like yeah follow your dreams <laughs> and no and those there's such a deep inspiration from those those people that make you realize like life is short you got to get it while you can and like these guys lived their life to their fullest like i I have to do the same for the people that can't and stuff like that. I feel like that's that's huge, you know. It's like yeah. the positive side of the harsh, harsh reality that it is is like. Can do you think is that a, an effect it had on you where you're like, all right, I'm not leaving anything off the table because life's short. Do you think that? Yeah, I think overall it was just like a drive, just like light a fire. Like I don't know, you have a reason to pursue something more, like a deeper reason to pursue like the goal of snowboarding or. It's not even, like, to create success. It's just to, like, keep yourself happy and keep, like, your purpose going, your mental purpose going. And, like, you know, that's what I've been drawn to. So, like, people have helped me. Create, like, even Dylan, like, creates avenues and, like, way, like lights up the room with happiness. And then you're, like, you take that inspo. That's, like, how, how you got to feed into it because, yeah, mentally it can just, like, drain you. And it'll come up when you're never even expecting it. And you just got to always keep – I try to keep that in the back of my mind. You yeah. held it together pretty well out there, huh, for what you went through. That must have been crazy, man. Yeah, like I said, I think, like, nowadays I would be like, all right, I'm out. Like, I'm flying home. Yeah. Like, you know, or whatever it is. But when you're 18 and you're, like, really, like, dedicated to just, like, it, like, snowboarding, like, whatever you're cha- whatever I was chasing, like, at that time and what I wanted to do and, like, almost, like, it's not that I felt indebted, but it was, like, oh, this is, like, what has to happen. Like, I'm not just going to go home. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'll be fine through this, you know, whatever. Um, and I had awesome, super supportive people in Chile um, that, like, helped me out. That's, that's And then that awesome. are, like, still somewhat in touch today. And I'm excited to always go back. And, yeah. Another that's, thing that's kind of beautiful about some of those tragedies are the strength in the community so much. Like, the way it brings people together and, like, really – and then it gives you that, like you said, that sense of purpose, that reason to get out of bed in the morning and that drive sometimes is like, mm. is another kind of positive of those horrific tragedies. But And he's still got his name on all your boards, huh? Yeah. I mean, I don't throughout know. these years, I pretty much just like after that happened and like we went and saw bridges before snowboarder gave me like massive opportunity to like write an article 
And I think, like, not only was that cool, but also I think that, like, mentally helped me a lot. Like therapeutic almost. Yeah, because, like, it's not like you're just sharing it with yourself, but you're like, oh, man, I got to, like, write this, like, well, because it's going out to a lot of people. And, like, so you, like, it took me a while and whatever. I remember Bridges helped a lot with that. And, yeah, it's, like, a form of release also. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Pat's written a lot of those. It's It's horrible. Yeah. Lost a lot of good ones in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not normal, too. In a lot of friend groups, you don't have so many friends pass away. You know what I mean? But because we're such a worldwide community, mm-hmm. we've all, like, had so many more people. You know, like, you have two two on your board. That's crazy. That Hojo sticker is sick. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I wish I knew who did that. Yeah, I was going to say. who. I don't know if I've even seen that one. That one's really cool. I, yeah. I feel like I know. Maybe we could plug it in. Like, yeah. Right here, yeah, we like, right yeah, there. The Instagram name because I think he might be a homie that I follow, but I just like don't want to fuck up his. That name, art so. makes him like larger mm-hmm. than life. The way his name fits in, yeah, and the teeth and just like yeah, so the, cool. this Ojo smile, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, well, man, that is incredible. Um, I wanted to kind of see how things progressed after that. You kind of is that when you started linking up with the LTC crew? Is that yeah, for sure. Like going back, like to Jackson being close to here, we were doing USASA contests together, and that was linking up with Sage, Sam, Griffin, like Blaze, the whole crew here. Um, eventually, that led to linking up with the Warbingtons, and yeah, we just all kind of think had like the same common bond of what we wanted to like do while we were snowboarding. Obviously, like everyone's taking their path, but somehow we had like that young crew that was like going for a bit and like we all fed off each other. That energy was like, it was really like, it's like, I didn't go to college and like, that was kind of my college. (laughs) (laughs) And we used to go to college parties and like fuck with people, tell them we were like astrology majors and shit. Like, I don't know. Frat parties, shirtless backflips. It was a great era. Yeah. Lick the cat university. LTCU, maybe you guys should yeah, start LTCU. it. LTCU. You guys should start a university. <laughs> Professor Griff. Oh, man. Yeah, when we're all older, everyone will be a teacher. Sage can be, like, the gym coach now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just kidding. Griff, I'll, Griff I'll is... Just kidding. <laughs> Griff is... Uh, Dude, I don't even know what I would do. I'd be, like, the janitor. Yeah, janitor. <laughs> dude, you'd be, like, the principal, dude. Hell no. Too much responsibility. I can see Hale being like the alcoholic math teacher, just like (laughs) coming in. (laughs) Just alcoholic (laughs) math teacher. Everybody has their role. Mike Boggs. Actually, Mike Boggs, you kind of just said his quote, but he had a quote one time to me that said, uh, he was always saying, we got to get out there and do it for the people that can't. Yeah. Not saying that he like. Meant it on like a super deep level. Sometimes it's just the people that are like working. Yeah, whoever you can't know, do just it. whoever can't come that day, and he's like, oh, maybe the resort sucks, and just a big sigh, and just like, oh, I gotta get out there and do it for the people that can't. That's well, a good. We got good such thing. A, we're such spoiled pieces of shit sometimes because we get to go snowboard wherever we want, but yeah. most people really appreciate it to a whole other degree because they got to work all week, and the weekend or the nightboarding is their one release where we're just like. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go today. Or yeah. they got to drive hours yeah. to make it happen, 10 hours to get to Mammoth or something. Yeah. Dude, accessibility and snowboarding is a huge factor. It's, pro- it's leading to a little bit of a downfall, but, you know, yeah, that's that shit's rough. 
You can't blame people for loving it, though. Yeah. Oh, dude, the dude that's, like, driving to Mammoth from Cali or that's, like, doing whatever they got to do, like, the people that get in the Brighton, like, car line, maybe some of them might just be, like, hungover dudes that just know. You know what I mean? That just, like, know they're about to sit in traffic for, like, three hours, but they'll make it up there and they just want to go bored. and like Brighton car line. Yeah. (laughs) I see people chugging IPAs at, like, 6 in the morning, Mm -hmm. dude, just like, dude, (laughs) dude, how is that thing? Thing seems very thick. Dude, they've all started cutting through my neighborhood now, the Brighton oh, car yeah. line, thinking oh, they're yeah. going to get up on somebody else. Uh-huh. I've hit that neighborhood cut. You have, yeah. huh? It's not that tight. Uh, yeah, don't do it. Creeping through it's my actually hood. so whack. Don't do it at all. <laughs> There's, like, huge speed bumps and shit. True. Uh, the, the LTC, back circling back around, you guys all competed USASA against each other. Yeah, a little bit. I think Sam was, like, every other year he was in my division and Sage was in there and whatever. Who was winning all the shit? Yeah, who's who's doing well that's at the I young age know. USASA? Sage was winning. Well, that's a of given. Course. That's Sam, a given. Sam was, like, mad good. Really? Obviously, like, full ATV still back then. All you guys are so good. It must have been Did you beat nuts. Sam? I don't even. There's definitely contests we fluctuate, but I say overall, like, I didn't have the park skills. Like, I, I kind of had them. I had certain things. But overall, I was like, I had a limit to like, yo, I'm, I'm not just gonna like chuck. You're like, like, I'm out. Get hurt on this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of. I don't know. I didn't have. I didn't practice enough, like riding Park City or anything like that, because I was just riding Jackson. That or, makes sense. Yeah. But Jackson doesn't really isn't really known for his park. Eh? This guy's not known for his rail skills either. Yeah. I mean, I tried a little bit. I went on a trip to Boston once, but you did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Jackson, yeah, they, they, we had a cool park. It was just like a funky park. It was always, It's always just a little weird, a little different. Maybe sometimes there's some big jumps one year, maybe not, yeah. whatever. And we had a fun mini pipe, and I think naturally we just rode other stuff. So, mini pipe, see, that's where it's at. Rode the rest of the mountain. And you that's rode the, the, the other mountain, too, that's right in town in Jackson, right? Isn't that? Mm. Did you ride that one growing one up? Yeah, yeah that was about. Snow King. Snow King. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like, definitely for a few years while I was young there, we I have some had some, like, season passes, was going after school, night riding. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, Grand the village is Jackson. Bit. Yeah, went to Targi a bit. My parents were hyped on. Targi was, like, a good, like, we're skipping school, we're going to Targi. Mm-hmm. Day trip. Mm-hmm. Tarquin cool. Robbins took me out there once in my youth. No way. And I was just blown away. That's just sick. put me in his Lincoln gangster car and was like, we're going to Jackson. And then we went in the Targi and life-changing. That's some legendary shit. Yeah. I had no money. He just stuffed me in the back of his whip. <laughs> he liked that I could, uh, like, get on the mic and do dance hall shit, reggae. Mm-hmm. So he was just always hyped on me because he was a DJ. So he was like, you're coming. I'm DJing at this bar. Let's go shred. That's that And then I got incredible. to snowboard with him, too. And he was probably sick. God at that time, too. Oh, he was yeah, I was like, I couldn't even believe I was chilling with him at first yeah. when I met him. Just like, damn, dude, that's insane. But it's always cool, you know. You meet these older, like you're saying with Gooch, you know. Yeah, he was a little bit. He's not that much older, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. older. They kind of take you under the wing and show you the or an A Rob too, you know, just show you the world out there, what's out there. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty fortunate to meet a lot of those type yeah. of people, even like if it's not a full like take under the wing scenario, just being around people that have that infectious energy. That's yeah. like. I feel like there's a time in your life where you're like, oh, like snowboarding is like, I'm trying to be snowboarding. Snowboarding is cool. You're trying to be cool or something like that. And you like, maybe you think like the premieres are like, this is like, oh, it's just like some snow, like head shit or whatever. Like you get over it. You get over the scene. Salt Lake's too much of a scene. Yeah. But like, I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's like tiring at times, but the community and the people involved and like, especially now with like not everybody seeing each other for a while, Mm -hmm. like. 
everybody got together again right now, it'd it would, be insane. It would <laughs> pop off hard. And there's a reason for that. Cause like everybody knows each other and like, dude, not that many people have like that bond where it's like, yo, I got this dude over here that like helped me with like stuff growing up. And then I got this like friend that's in this city if I ever want to go there. And like, yeah, just kind of like, it's funny when you like, you're like that shit means a lot more than like being in a cool sport or whatever. Yeah, it kind of came around full circle, huh? I yeah. guess in your lifetime where you're over it for a little bit and then you just appreciate it more than ever. Yeah, totally. That just happens it's tight. growing well, up. I kind of think it might be time for a little... Mm. What do you think it's time for, bud? Uh, N-T... I don't know the acronym. Come what on, finish it, it off. What's the acronym? V-P. That is correct. Boom. We're going to do a little name a that <laughs> video part. Here we I go. get a prize pack. Yeah, we'll get you... Name that video part presented by the Do Tour. We got to give them a major shout out. Those guys have a killer event. Yeah, I actually had a Mountain Dew the other day. Remember, I was oh, telling yeah. you that. <laughs> yes, you did. I was saying on Arab once that I like haven't had a Mountain Dew in like twenty years, maybe. And I was at a spot that's all they had, and I was at one of those one dollar taco spots. Oh, sick. It, authentic taco cooler f- filled with Mountain Dew, and I was just like, all right, fuck it, yeah. He was, Dollar taco and he, a Mountain Dew. Let's he, do it. He was raving about the tacos, too. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's get into uh, what's your confidence, one through ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're zero the game 10. or no? I know the game, but I was telling Chris earlier, I haven't, like, revisited recently. Mm. Like, a lot of, like, things that I should maybe watch. This, this year we were watching a lot of really old movies. That's sick. TV stuff to, like, recognize Brighton. But, yeah. Oh, okay. to kind of look at old spots. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, All right, let's this. see how the kid does. Really quiet. I know it. I know it's a robot food movie. Okay, you're close. I can give you. I can get you a little hint if you need it. Give me a like. All right, it's a. Ro- can you can you play it again? Yeah, yeah, we'll play it again. It's Bust Move, classic track. Yeah, isn't this Scotty Arnold's Okay, I was going to say, you can hear jib noises. Scotty Arnold and Lame, right? Shouts to SEO. That's a full pull right there. Oh, you know what you get? It's it's Lame, right? It's not after. That's Lame, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got the the production company, the writer. This guy, he got himself a bomb hole mug. What else we have in here, too, which are available for sale? If you head down to Florida, that'll... Stony Buds. Air fresh. Ding, ding, ding. That's what's yep. up. I saw and, him uh, that. Some other, my, some other merch. That's my pro Damn, model air thank freshener. Thank you, guys. I, yeah. Shouts to Igloo for hooking us up with some of these beautiful coolers. And shout out to Scotty Arnold, man. That's one of my favorite video parts of all time. If you haven't seen it, it'll be a link in the show notes. Stony Buds. There's a whole movie in there. So. I got to say, rest in peace to Dutchie, dog. Oh, oh yeah. For real. Yeah, Scotty, we feel R. you, dog. Dutchie, yeah, dude. We're one with the, you, homie. One of the best dogs to ever do it. We went on a Solomon tour with Dutchie when oh, he really? first got her back in the day in an RV. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been, she had a great life. You gave her a great life, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, did, for real. Okay, well, let's do song number two of Name That Video Part. This is for the listener viewers. Comment on the photo of Blake's face on Instagram if you know the answer. And you're going to get what, Buzz? Prize pack. You're going to get yourself a prize pack. Here we go. Gotta know that one. Yeah, see, this guy is the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got that quick then. Actually, I gotta give some love to Scotty real quick because I have a vivid memory of watching that movie to the point where I was like, you know, when you watch a movie, then you like the song, like five, six watches in, you're like, I fuck with that song. Yeah. 
I was like, I came home on the bus singing that song. And I was like, I got to watch that part. And it was like maybe one of the first times that that ever happened. And I was like, I got to go home and like watch that lame, that video. Cause like that gets me hyped. That's and it, awesome. I went home and I skipped to Scotty's part, like Scotty's part. That's a big so moment. Sick. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. So good. God. All right. Well, thank you guys for playing Name That Video Part. Presented by The Doom Tour. Yeah, that's kind of something I don't know if kids are going to have the same. You're right. Huh? Uh, hold on. Cut. I just realized your light's not on, bud. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Is the show ruined? No, it'll be fine. It seems, I guess I'll just be a little dark. It's kind of bright now, dude. I wasn't used to that. <laughs> For the listeners, we had a little technical difficulty. Sony Buds' his light was not turned on by uh, the stage crew, a.k.a. myself. It's a whole different world now, dude. It's really... It's getting roasted like a Chen- Kenny Rogers yeah. chicken over there. Kenny Rogers chicken. Uh, so what I was kind of saying, though, earlier is that there's like a feeling associated, not to be the nostalgic old guy, but fuck it, let's go there. But fuck it. Um, like, I remember that feeling associated with getting lame and like putting the DVD in and the menu and that sheer excitement of mm-hmm. the video parts that mm-hmm. was like... It's like, does that happen still with YouTube and stuff? Dude, I remember having to rewind VCR. <laughs> Dude, I remember. Yeah. Well, you probably remember the first, uh, like, electricity, right? And, like, when that was invented and I, stuff. Look, I remember what was before VCR, dude. I don't know what was. Super 8 film? Super 8 film. Yeah, you have to go to, to a theater. Reel it, dude. It was insane. Doing a slideshow. Slideshow. <laughs> with slides. With actual, actually... We used to have slideshows with the boys. Like, yeah. Blotto used to always oh, load really? up, yeah, back in the day with film. <laughs> did the kind of like sick noise, actually. Yeah. My dad used to do that, actually, too. Yeah. Slideshow. Put note. it on the wall. For and, real. Yeah, and sick. everyone hangs. And yeah. It's sick when it's all snowboard photos. Blotto probably still does it, dude. He's nostalgic like that. That's so. So, at what point did you start linking up with the Vans boys? Because that seemed like a good little after the snowboarder movie and all that. Yeah. Um,. I think the Vans, so I wanted to, like, I definitely was, like, hyped on Vans and what they were doing. They had put out, like, the Sam, uh, Rav, Dan, Welcome to the Team edit, and I knew they were, like, taking initiative and snowboarding and, like, gonna, you know, support the culture, whatever, and they were, they had, like, some of the best dudes on, and so I was kind of, like, seeking it out, and I had heard of, like, maybe some mentions, like, from Kuzik and other people, like, we want to get you on, they want to get you on, maybe, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I was in California and, like, had kind of started hanging out with Kevin Casillo a little bit, and he he was, like, the one that was doing the, redoing the program there, and he was friends with Kyle Martin, and they were living together at the time, and basically, like, I had been in touch with Kevin a bunch, and like a little bit like on email, I guess, but, and it, it kind of seemed like it was going to go down, but he kind of just like, it went down in California one night. He was like, we were partying at his house and he was like, just so you know, like you're going to get on, like this is all going down. And he, he, he was like, and I was wearing Converse <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get, you want to wear some shoes? And I was like, what? And we were like about to go out like partying in California, like an Encinitas, like some straight snowboard, like summer shit. <laughs> were you at his house or in the office? I was at his house. You were at his house. Yeah, I was like hanging out with him and Kyle at their house all the time. They're all Kyle, cramming you into the wrong size so you yeah, can wear them out. <laughs> off topic, but Kyle made a lot of shit happen for me too. And uh, 
and just overall great friend. Kyle Marnell, yeah, Airhorn. Big time. And yeah, he went in his closet, gave me a personal pair of his van shoes, and we went out that These night. Scuffed? Are they already worn? Or no, what are brand, you talking? Brand new. A oh, brand spanking. Yeah, he has. You know, he's got them on ice. He's just like, let's get you off these <laughs> yeah. Converse. He's got pairs on uh, ice. Yeah, I would imagine like, the whole crew has pairs on ice. Oh yeah. yeah. I never had like a like a sponsorship surprise or whatever that always is going down these days or pro or whatever, all that stuff. So that was like the one thing that happened when I was like, kind of brings back memories going, whatever. Like that was dope that happened that one night and it's just kind of like solidified. It's cool. Um, but yeah, the Vans crew is like evolved and has just basically a huge close group of friends and mentors from like Daryl and like everybody like that's on the team, Gooch and like then I, we have Sam on like that's like just a little bit younger than me, so we're coming up like filming for like these big projects together, but also like learning how to film and learning how to juggle life in the same like sense. So we're like going through it together, and then we're looking up to like Kuzik and like, and you got Rav on the other spectrum. It's like all these guys are just like so insane, and we've all became so close, and then we became even closer after Dylan passed. And yeah, it just really feels like like a family, like even though everybody's claiming like their teams or families, like definitely feels that way. Seems that way from the yeah, outside. Looks, looks that way. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about the uh, Prodi boxes, like that, not be Prodi, but actual amount of product. Like, are we talking, where, where did the Prodi come from? Oh yeah. Where did the nickname Prodi come from on a side? <laughs> Does he look good in the Prodi or? Uh, Cause <laughs> no, it's like actually before that uh, trip, I was talking about sectioning back to the high school story, the trip up in Canada. That was actually, that was at bald face. And they sent me this like fat box, uh, and I was staying. <laughs> you were that kid, <laughs> that dude. Got I was staying on a trip. <laughs> I was staying at Max and Gus Warvington's house at the Warvington Farm. Shout out, we we'll get Warvington a mayor horn. Yeah, they need to get yeah, a mayor horn. Rebecca and Martin Warvington are saints to the culture. They've fed all of us and hooked us up forever. And uh, I was staying there, and they were like, "We need to send you all this outerwear for this shoot." And I was like, well, "Yeah, cool." They sent it, and like, this is where I'm at. And I thought it was just going to be like an outfit for the shoot. It was, like, four pairs of pants, like, five jackets, lime, <laughs> lime green, bright red, like, all over the map. The and whole then line. Like, and then, like, base layers <laughs> and, like, gloves, like, all, t- like, anything you want. And it shows up, and, like, I'm, like, hyped, but I'm also, like, I'm not wearing all this, you know? But, like, kind of funny, like, it's so everybody was, like, damn, like, what up, B product? <laughs> And it was just like it just turned into like I someone. I did not know that. That's dude, really cool that it stuck too. Someone coined it hard, like Spenny, Max, Gus. Yeah, like they just wrote it. Blaze, and it Sage. It's like one of those dudes, Griff. Someone coined that shit hard, and Brody. it stuck hard. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then that involved. Now it gets. Now it's like straight evolved to like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman What's the reference because it get, it went from like B product to Prodi. To prod, to, to rod, rod, to Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Incredible gone, evolution, you, yeah. Dennis Rodman. That is a great evolution. Yeah, yeah the, evolution, the evolution of a nickname right that's there like, is incredible. That's uh, Trevor and Trevor Brady and Jeff Richards. They, they probably coined like half of those ones, just like over the time, you know? They're a little older. They're always like, Damn, where does it go shit. from Dennis Rodman? Yeah. Dude, I had no it's idea done, that dude. B Prodi was related to a fat product box you got. I was let, wondering let, this let's last stay, night. Let's stay on this topic because, like, let's what are we what are we talking for product? Is this kid getting fat boxes? Like, we how many it's, pairs of shoes? How many pairs of boots? I mean, I'm lucky because like I'm skating a lot, so I'm like pretty much saying like, yo, 
I need these shoes. Okay. You know what I mean? Need like, yeah. But, but that's like my excuse in my own mind. Like I'm going through them this fast, but no dude, everybody on the team is like seeking out the shoes they want, hitting them up for boxes. What are those? It's like that whole scenario. No, they hook it up. They, they and you down. now to jump ahead. You got a, you have a boot with them too. Out, right. Yeah. I had a boot. Uh, they kind of, it goes like every other, like every once in a while, certain people get boots or some people have steady boots. And, um, I had a boot in, what year was that, 2018, 2019 winter? Mm-hmm. Um, no, that would have been 2018 winter, I think. I had a boot in a North Face collection. It was like a Vans North Face collab collection. Um, and, yeah, it was like a Vans North Face Verse boot, which is the stiffer boot in the line. And I, I like to ride, like, really stiff boots. And, yeah, just... Didn't your first up. boot have that zip zip up skirt? Yeah, thing, whatever it's called. It has Outer, the little zip. Protector. Yeah, the zip gator, which like at first I thought that was maybe like a little weird, like fashion wise, but it's so dope. It let like keeps so much snow out and like snowmobiling and like hiking all that. You kind of that's like a necessity. I love those boots. Um, and I will have uh, another pro model down the line coming out at some point. When there's nice. a North Face Vans Prodi collab, you get royalty on something like that. Yeah, I was getting some royalties. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're super good. They're Should we talk about the bisque? Uh, is that is that all too soon? <laughs> it might Just be too soon because he rides <laughs> rides for the brand still. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear about current the bisque, bisque. Is sometimes people get a little yeah. uncomfortable. With their current, current bisque is tough. Past bisque is usually on. Yeah, more of a better. What's the most you ever you ever won a contest yeah, like for how, a bunch of money? How much were you making an hour at the Thai food restaurant? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was some strong bisque. Seven fifty an hour. I mean, who owns that place? Uh, Does it really own it? No, so <laughs> actually, food spot? no, actually, Gucci's. Um, forget me. Is, it might be his brother-in-law, Gucci's wife's brother. Okay, uh, is that how you say that? Brother-in-law, brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he owns it. Okay, so his, name, his name's Sam. Sam. Okay, let's not dodge the best question now. How much biscuits pulling? Yeah. Oh, from Teton Thai. Yeah, I don't know. Like not much. Like. I was pulling sometimes, like, rolling out of there, like, over... Well, you were saying under the table. Yeah, too. yeah, but, like, just, like, you know, over 100 in cash, like... Or maybe you're working a lunch and dinner, you're you're rolling out of there a couple hundred in cash, just, like, because you just made tips, and, like, this place is, like... In a resort town that's rich. A resort town, world-renowned, and, like, one minute you're, like, a host, and this is... They actually changed locations, and they tightened it all, all up. They're a little more fancy now. This was, like, peak summer, Jackson. Yeah, there was, like this is how much we made tonight and this is your little cut and rolled out of there with cash, like a couple hundred, but I saved like a couple grand to go on that trip to Chile and to do other snowboard stuff. And it sounds like it's pretty good money actually. Um, well we're jumping around right now, but I kind of want to get into another guest question from, uh, Sam Taxwood circling back. You guys were talking about being kids, uh, coming up together till recently. Taxwood actually didn't even know how to send a letter. Uh, he should come about over that. to my house. Cause I've been, I sent like 40 Patreon letters the other day. Right. A lot of letters. We, we could put him to, to work. He could man. be an he expert at sending letters. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get into Sam Taxwood's guest question. Uh, for Blake, and this is in regards to filming for Landline. Here we go. How's it going? This is Sam Taxwood, and I want to give a big shout-out to the Bombhole and the Bombhole listeners. Today, I just want to get a quick rundown from Blake on what led up to his double backflip that he filmed for his Landline part in Japan. Um, That day, we kind of had a nice time in the backcountry together and i was just curious uh what kind of antics led up to that trick um 
Cool. Thanks, guys. Cheers. What do you think was going on in the background there? Highway. He's at the noises? skate park oh, today. Skate park. He's okay. at uh, Provo Skate Park. I thought I heard some skating. Yeah. Right. Damn. To the question. Um. Yeah. So I know what he's talking about in Japan. It's uh, we were all chilling. Like Blatt was like kind of bringing on this like insane energy as he always does. Blatt was like full on like making pancakes and uh, he wasn't making <laughs> pancakes yet, but like we were just on a vibe of like we were party boarding. I don't know. We might have. On this trip, we met up with we had a street crew and a backcountry crew, and Cole and Ojo were there, and they had like never ridden powder. And we all met up at some point, and we were all riding a resort. Insane day. Then that kind of you know on that trip, that kind of like energy just keeps like kind of the momentum keeps going. One morning we woke up, went to the gas station, just bought like two huge bottles of sake. Like Blatt bought one, I bought one. Like the ones that are like you know whatever, like couple feet oversized, yeah, yeah. big dogs, and or whatever, like foot and a half, whatever. I don't know how big they are, but they're pretty they're fucking big. big. And we took them out and just like to the zone, and we just started drinking them like at like you know super early, and we were just building. We knew we had this fat jump. We had like hit all this other stuff around the zone, and like everybody like maybe gotten a couple clips, maybe, and we were just like, yeah, like let's like have fun today. It was sunny, and we just like. I just drank like a shit ton of sake. <laughs> and I think, I don't know if that, that many, other, I think Dan was having some, which is dope. Maybe Sam, we were having some, but uh, yeah, then we just hit the jump, like did whatever drunk. That's pretty much all it was. It's kind of out of character it was like, for you though, right? Kind of. I wouldn't say that I'm like going that like crazy all the time, but I think it's really fun when you're filming to not be too serious. And like, I think you can still get a lot of stuff done and stay on like a good program and have like a fun vibe. And I, I I'm down for that. And I feel like <laughs> that day we were just on it with like, ha that was like super memorable day. Like we were all just, everybody got tricks. We we're hitting this like pretty big jump for Japan. It was like sunny and you like, you, the snow was insane. I think the first time Kuzik hit it. I, I heard like, about this. Yeah. <laughs> this dude, that, that, now it's bringing my memory back. Kuzik like, he had to go first, and he was like, how high should I start from? I'm like, dude, go fucking fast. Like, just do it. But I'm, like, kind of like, that's what I think. I'm always like, okay, I got to go faster than I think I should go. And so I was, like, kind of like, yeah, dude, go fucking faster than you think. Like, go fast. And you're drinking. Yeah, and I'm drinking. You're kind of the authority <laughs> and the jumping and the powder, yeah. too, on the situation. Yeah, which is, like, not the best because I'm, like, maybe lighter. Lighter chassis. Oh, he yeah. has to start pretty light chassis. I, I'm starting high up. Like, I don't know. What, I kind of, I'm down to go faster, but and, like, I don't want to be that, like, coming up short. So, like, he came and going hot and did, like, I think a back, did he, did he do, like, a back nine into, like, a bush first try, like, way <laughs> back seven. Yeah, way, but, like, over-rotate to back heel catch. I heard the branches, like, from the takeoff, <laughs> and it's all the way in the landing, like, Kuzik, like Kuzik, he's like, what the fuck, you told me to, like, go slow. I was like, dude, I'm sorry, like. My you, bad. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I, I thought so, and I, yeah, whatever. Uh, talking to Danimals this morning, he said that you overshot it. By, he overshot it by 90 feet. Yeah. <laughs> One of those scenarios. Kuzik? Yeah. That was he overshot it pretty big. <laughs> but it was so soft. And the, it's like that landing's like was almost endless. Yeah. Except for like there's kind of a bush and a hole right where he went. Yeah. It was the way Dan described it. He was like basically Dan or uh, Kuzik had picked his spot. Like, okay, this is good to go. And you were like, no, dude, you got to go like ten at least feet 10 up. feet higher. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I do actually. Dude, I don't know why. That'll I, happen. Maybe I was sake. just... Yeah. He's feeling... he got a little liquid I curse. can just see you and Blatt all sockied up, Dude, just loving it. Blatt brings some funny <laughs> yeah. energy. It's so good. 
Yeah, especially with a little sake in the mix, I can just imagine it. It was a long trip too. We needed you need like just that breakup in your trip, just like something different, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of powder, I got a uh, Patreon question from Yummy Snacks. Is his name? That's his name. That's what he goes by. Okay, Yummy yeah. Snacks. Uh, Dope name. And this is something I've actually wanted to ask you as well. I think a lot of people <laughs> want to know uh-huh. uh, the no beanie look. Oh in, yeah, in, in the powder. <laughs> is this something that, like, when you're riding around in a, let's say, a freezing day, are you actually wearing the beanie and then you take it off to hit the jump, or are you just out there all day with no beanie? Oh, uh, I'm definitely, like, it's a fluctuating heat system. And also, like, there's a couple, I mean, I think back in the day, I'm down for, like, the style, you know, rolling, the hair rolling around good, with the hair, yeah. like, younger. And then I'm, like, thinking, like, this is dope because you're building the jump, you get hot. You're getting like this, like kind of your your feature, whatever. You kind of get this like vibe, like okay, I'm about to hit this thing. Like you're all warm. You've been hiking. You do like a run in. You do another run in to get comfortable, or you're like slipping, and you're like I'm getting hot. Like, and I think a lot of snowboarders or people can agree. Like when you got goggles on, it's not like as good as when you're just looking out of your eyes. You know, like no matter what, you have this frame that like sticks out a little bit, and then when you have a beanie on, it's like almost more restricting kind of. So I was like, sometimes, like it's just literally I'm taking it off because it's like. You're, you have, like, the motivation to land. Your head is, like, cooled down. Like, you're not, like, I'll get, like, sweat in my goggle, like, cloth, lenses all over the place. Like, I got pretty thick hair. So, it's, like, when the beanie's ragdolled, the beanie's done. The backpack is, like, way over there. Second hit, like, it might be a no-beanie scenario. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, or whatever. Like, first hit, you're, like, fuck it, I'm going no-beanie. And, like, if I ragdoll, it's going to be a brutal one. But, like, because it'll be, like, so much power. But does if the, I don't. The, the trick selection, out, though. Does, does the, you know what I mean? Yeah, the shots stood out. I was, like, I remember seeing them. Years, but yeah, yeah, just being, like, wow. Yeah, all of them. It's just, like, does the trick, hair. Does the, yeah, let's talk about the hair. Yeah, so great what, name. What That's kind where of, I thought Prodi came from. Oh, the, like the hair, hair product. product. <laughs> okay. Do, what, do, do you want to plug any hair uh, Prodi companies? Uh, that, Or is there any specific champs or anything like there that? There used to be a hair product company that sponsored Paul Mitchell. Every, yes. The Paul event. Mitchell progression yeah. session. Yeah, progression session in yeah. Japan and everywhere. No, I, don't, I got nothing. You they, got a they good name hair, at, though. They should holler back, though. We got to get Paul Mitchell in the seat. <laughs> Dude, yeah. That'd be probably a good paying... Uh, Good paying deal, right? I there. will champ up for that big champ. Up. Yeah, <laughs> little champ in the beard. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I'll throw some champ in the beard, dude. Fresh poof. Fresh poof. <laughs> You're just like first shot on their gram. It's just you. It's just like, just like fully <laughs> manicured, fresh, blow dried beard. I'm look, down, dude. Just look like one of those little dogs <laughs> after the haircut, yeah. like a poodle, a labradoodle scenario. Fresh comb, fresh the, shape. The no beanie scenario was dope, though. I back it. Yeah, kind of made you stand sometimes. out. I think. Yeah, it looked extra stylish. Well, a couple, I a couple of the greats did it. You know, true. Blavel did it moments. when he was when he was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Blavel. I mean. I don't know. Maybe so I, man, he, been, I man did it. Hard. I man. Oh yeah, I man. Like, those guys of, get some air of, horns. Oh yeah. <laughs> I man. The, so I there man. was some inspiration. Yeah, there was inspiration. I think a couple, maybe uh, Larry did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You I know, was down. What, what's your thoughts? A lot of the Euros, they run the. Uh, you'll see them running sunglasses, and then the the goggles above the sunglasses. That's a heavy Euro. Oh uh, yeah, that's mm. like should be seen as so whack, but <laughs> I think like if we're if we all went to Europe. We, we, we should just do that, yeah, you know, because, that like, that's what's kind of sick about, like, what what's, like, whack in snowboarding is it was so whack, like, and so long ago, like, it might as well just come around to being not as whack mm-hmm. now, you know, yeah, certain things. 
Well, back to this thick hair situation. <laughs> dude, come on. <laughs> what do you think the thick... Dude, you should be like, stumped you got thick hair. Dude, I hope, I hope it lasts. Yeah, dude. That's a like good thing. It's there's You know, there's a lot of pro snowboarders that never take the beanie off, and there's a reason why. Dude, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Dude, Which some people fine. look sick, yeah. like I agree. bald or If If you're whatever. going bald, you just got to own it. Yeah, you gotta you cut. Got you got a mane of hair. So. You gotta quit that shit before it quits you. And if yeah. that happens to me, I'm gonna hopefully. Do I can it. tell you right now. I don't think it's gonna happen to you. Cool. You can already tell. I think. I mean, whatever. It's all good. I'm down. There's some legendary bald homies. Yeah, straight up. Kojak Sage is uh, he's running a bald unit these days. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, and he's ripping harder than ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he is killing it, huh? Yeah. Always. Yeah, Sage is killing it. Just ran a marathon. Absolute yeah. maniac. Not only like in the snowboard world, just like constantly life. stepping up and progressing on his own insane achievements, but just in life. Yeah. And like when you see him and yeah, he's he's one of those people that's like, damn, what's this dude? What's this dude doing? Like, and he's always he probably going to be shit. doing like, that. I, was, huh? I wanted to get into that. Yeah. You guys are always all on some shit, especially the whole LTC crew. Everybody's always on some bullshit. It's like whether it's like the first run cab nine for no reason, oh, or man. like like be, like wife beater season where they're all wearing tank tops or like wife beater season, whatever, whatever the bullshit these guys got going What's, on. What season is wife beater season? I, I don't know. I just there's always something going on. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. You gotta. Stay hyped, I guess. But Stay hyped. those dudes are like they're like Sage and Hale are on some shit with the first run cab nine and whatever. Like they're 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 like pushing each other. I don't know. I don't know what like we've been on more so recently. Definitely just like certain sayings or fucking like launching off cliffs to flat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's just what's always happening. Like well, when everybody's together ripping. COVID's that's- probably keeping you guys down apart from each other, huh? Yeah, I mean you know, honestly, people have grown a little and separated on, I think, like, we all still hang for sure. Especially, like, we're all in town right now, and I've been seeing everybody a, a bunch. But, yeah, like, it's not the same with this. No, no spring vibe kind of means, like, you. we almost skipped that. That's vibe true. There. That was yeah. not, not a good look, huh? Yeah. Missing spring. Mm-hmm. We had a couple uh, good powder days this winter, and I like your approach. It seems like... I don't, like you just snowboard a lot, right? Is that what is what is your what is your approach to filming and riding and like mm-hmm. you're always on your board? It seems like. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I don't. I think I had a couple years where I felt like some pressure, uh, like first snowboarder movie, and like maybe even second snowboarder movie. I was uh, like forward in SFD. I was like feeling the pressure. I was like maybe under like the vibe of like. We got to get this shit done. This, these boxes need to get checked. These shots need to get gotten, like whatever. And I didn't really know the program. So you're like going through the trials and tribulations of that, that stuff. And it's mentally tasking. And then after those years, you, I grew and I just realized like, yo, like you guys have talked about it before, but like, it ain't about like what you did or whatever. It's not about like the, you know, if you fuck up on a trick or don't get like your end or whatever, like just being concerned with that stuff is just stupid to me. Like you got to be in it to just go out there and have fun and like yeah like i want to get a shot and i want to like progress on like myself and like do like stuff that i'm proud of but i also want to look back and like appreciate my days and appreciate my hard work and not look back on it and be like oh that was so like stressful like that year like damn i want to be like that trip was insane we got this we had this 
much fun and you you just appreciate the experience that's all you know you're like appreciating the dinners rather than like true being on the set like i love the dinners mm-hmm. like you know you guys love the fucking rolling around in the morning with the music like that's everybody loves that shit like that's part of like what's the vibe on snowboard trips that makes it like we mm-hmm. don't a lot of people don't get to experience that like type of camaraderie so yeah. you know I had an epiphany I realized with trips. I'm actually mainly there for the banter, I realized. Yeah, true. The, the banter. banter is a huge part of the whole deal. <laughs> you get deal. the right crew together, and like it's unreal banter. In the back seat, or Yeah. You now know? you guys got a banter show, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a full <laughs> dose of banter. Well, it came from, the sh- it spawned from yeah. the banter in the back of the van. Yeah. It's Which like, is, that's awesome that it's like, it's like natural. Like, you want to do it? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, the half banter. the shit you're waiting around, banter, there's downtime, you're driving to a new location. Mm-hmm. There's so many moments in between snowboarding that there, it's all... If there's no good banter, I couldn't even imagine you just be sitting in the car, quiet and sad. Yeah. People do that, too. Yeah, like, and people that, do that, do that. That's like tricks. If they get too emo and down sure. on their tricks. And, and, like, sometimes, like, everyone will be in that mood, and sometimes you got to be in that mood. But I've been on, like, a lot of dope trips that I look back on where I'm like, God damn, like... Thank God we had like like this trip to like John Stark and like Ojo and Max and Spenny and everybody in New Zealand. Like we like did that trip and then everybody wanted to get shots, but I look back on that as like I can't believe we did that trip like on our own for like snowboarding with like our like kind of assets that we could like come up with and like that stuff means so much to me now, like just being a little bit older rather than like and then I look back at like some of the video part stuff and I'm like, Ooh, like I was grinding, but maybe you got to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. Like grinding, like mentally, True. like, you know, whatever. You mentioned the pressure when you were young in those first movies. Was that more from yourself or from the sponsors or everything? Um, I think it was just, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I'm putting that on myself. I on yourself? I could have just said, like, you know, if I could have a little bit more resiliency to, like, filmers or sponsors or whatever, like, that's fine. But I think it was just that moment of being like, yo, I'm in, these video- I'm in this video with, like, all these really good up-and-coming kids and yeah, the crew was insane back yeah then when you guys all were released mm-hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> released on the scene Brid- bridges hand-packed hand-picked crew dude it, it kind of <laughs> was crazy i feel like we were I mean, the- all of you have just gone on to mm-hmm. yeah, we, when you're just like have that opportunity as much as we were just like oh like this is whatever like look back on it now that opportunity doesn't fly around that much just like you know the sports and the cheddar bisque doesn't fly around that much so mm-hmm. like you know, that's why I felt the pressure because, like, I don't want to just have, like, a whatever part in this video with all these up-and-coming kids and, like, if I'm going to have the, like, you know, opportunity to film Powder, like, Powder isn't always there. Snow in the streets isn't always there. Like, you got to, like, be on it. So, like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of what happened. Like, I didn't want to, like, not come through, I think was that my big... And I didn't want to have, like, life bother that. Like, I wasn't going to, like not film a good video part because of like a girlfriend or because of like something that I should get done in life. It was like, I'm only going to like do this and be available. So ultimately like you can't do that forever, but when you're young, you can do that. Yeah. At that age, it's like, let's just do this. Those mm-hmm. formative years too. It's like, you know, going back to, you know, like look you, you put in those, those hard years of grinding and like SFD and the snowboarder movies and then landline, you're consistently putting out video parts, great video parts. And then like slowly the bisque stacks up, you you know, it doesn't, it's not like overnight, you know? And I think, yeah. Um, and then I don't know if there's as much bisque around as there was, mm-hmm. you know, but it does, I do find like, I, I find personally the only way I can speak for myself when I see somebody that's, you know, maybe doing more, doing 
better than me financially or whatever on a snowboard, I'm always just like, oh, that guy, he works harder than me. Like, it, I, he, mm-hmm. he's doing more than I am. He's working harder than I am. And, like, mm-hmm. you kind of can see there's almost a direct correlation between how hard people work, the amount of effort, the amount of sacrifices you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, let some girlfriend mess up my winner, you know, also, and also being cool. I definitely agree. Like, I know you guys are talking, and I hear, like, uh, the young kid's side. Like, I hear, like, Reed's side. Yep. I love, like, Reed's episode. I was in that spot, maybe, like, not the exact same spot he's in, but I remember being in the spot where I was, like, I was with Brian and Austin at Mount Hood or something, and those dudes also did a great job at, like, keeping me humble and bringing me into, like, certain aspects of snowboarding. And Brian was, like... I was like, damn, like that dude's getting paid, you think? And like, he's like, yeah, dude. And like, you know, I, I, it's maybe like we're seeing the, like the tail end of the height of like some like good like contracts or whatever people are doing well. And I'm, I'm not making much anything yet. And I'm like, well, these guys are getting paid. Like, are these guys getting paid? And I'm like, and Brian's like, yeah, dude, you got to do something first. Like, what have you done? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I've like been in this video or something. And like, whatever. It's just like, that doesn't matter. And then you're just like, like, that doesn't really matter to brands like yet. Like, you have to, like, earn what you're, you know. And so, like, for snowboard or whatever, like, I had some support, but, like, a lot of, like, real support came after that, like, first snowboarder part. And I think that's, like, and a lot of, like, some of, you know, like, like it takes opportunities to be able to film for that stuff, but it also, like, like, you have to, like, yeah, like, you get paid off your merits. And unfortunately, the snowboard industry is, like, very not fair and the bisque is spread around all unevenly and all over the place and it's like fucked up unfair for sure and like there's not people in all the right spots to like control it or make it like go how everybody would want it and everyone's got different opinions so it's like it's just like that's the industry a lot of people got opinions about the bisque the bisque is a huge topic to everybody but (laughs) you got to be doing it for the right reason other than the bisque but you also the brands need to support the people that are doing it for the right reason so Mm -hmm. it's that scale of that that was something we were speaking on it's kind of <clears throat> i asked you a question earlier before we were officially rolling and i was kind of asking like what's your least favorite trend in snowboarding and you kind of not to put words in your mouth said people doing it for the wrong reasons and stuff i thought that was a pretty good answer yeah i mean we've I was lucky enough to like kind of come up when it was not a ton of like self promotion like instant gratif like instant gratification instant validation instant kind of like ranking yourself against other people type of vibe like with sponsors or whatever I was like a little bit i think on the generation that had like the meaningful videos and I fell in love with snowboarding because I came from like that family and was just like growing up in Jackson and going to the resort. So like I knew that I wanted to be a snowboarder or whatever. And like, I was down for that and like, it's awesome to be able to make a living off that. But I think a lot of kids nowadays, like they kind of just, I don't even know if it's kids nowadays or what it is, but there's people that are out there for the wrong reasons, whether it's like becoming like not just a snowboarder, but like influencer snowboarders on Instagram and like, it's not that any of this stuff is bad. It's just evolved. And there's, it's a little bit soul sucking when you see someone out there that's doing it for the wrong reason, doing it to like get fame, get sponsors or just like flex that or like whatever, rather than like when you see like, you're just like, why, what is this culture? What is this thing? Like this used to be something I watched like before bed every night. Now it's like this, like, 
confusing internet media, like oversaturated world where like, there's just so much involved in it and like everything will change. Everything will evolve. You can't control it. And I'm down like adapt or die, but like, it's just different. Well, that's the truth, man. Adapt <laughs> it's just die. like, it's, it's just fucking like different now. And I'm not and even, a, I'm not even a old, like, I don't know, maybe I'm older, like a little bit older, but I'm, I'm in the beginning of watching stuff change. And so you guys look back I at it like way pretty wise. You guys look deeper than me and I'm sure you're just like, yeah, let's just like roll with what's happening. Like, oh, this is dope now. Like, I guess that's dope. Or like you're you see people with like dinosaurs. Over yeah. Here. You're <laughs> Dude, at a couple bags respect. of bones. Respect. That's no, good. But, but uh, <laughs> the thing is, is, is that I think it's cool on this subject is that like, you know, certain people, mm -hmm. I would say I come from like more of a school of Scott Stevens where he's like, he finds the good in everything. He's very mm -hmm. good at like, oh, that guy, that video part, that guy's trick is really cool because of this. And I'm like, oh, it is. Okay. I guess that is cool. But mm -hmm. like, and I do think there's more of, there's also like almost more of like a, I don't want to call it a skate snobby kind of like, I would say like a selective mentality about like, ah, that shit's kind of whack. And I feel like, you know, like the, let's just call it selective for back, mm -hmm. lack of a better word. And I feel like I think that, you know, maybe you have brands like Public or, like, even the Vans guys. It's kind of like there's got to be a certain flavor, a certain thing about somebody, and it's yeah. selective. And I think that that's a cool... Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like, it says right there on your little thing, the key to success is, like, trying to please everybody. And, like, you're not going to love everybody. You're not going to love every trend and style in snowboarding. Yeah. And do I, am I down to support the culture and if people are having fun and doing awesome shit snowboarding, I'm down. But like when I'm watching snowboarding and when I'm going to snowboarding for inspiration, I'm watching like 10% of what's going down these days. And like, that might just be me, you know, yeah. or I'm watching some old shit or maybe I'm just going through some stuff. But like, as I said, like I'm, I'm down to, like, I love the culture now, but, like, I just am a little confused that, like, there's, you know, the video parts and everything is, like, it's it's great. It's flourishing in this new direction, but you just, there's the standard is kind of just, like, in a weird spot, you know what I mean? In the, like, it's, which is fine, but back in the day, you're like, yo, you film, like, two video parts with MacDog, you're like, a god, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, like, it's sick that that's not a thing anymore, I guess, like, and it was a thing, and it's going through a new era. But and we'll look back on this era and be like, "What the fuck?" But yeah, yeah. It all comes in circles too, you yeah. know. It comes back around. It's cool you're watching the old shit though, because the you can't deny the style of the old shit is just mm -hmm. fucking awesome, you know. And it, and I mean, it could just be because it's August, and then I'll go like November, December. Like I'll get put onto all this shit. I'll get super yeah, hyped. Yeah, whatever. That's true too. Huh? Mm -hmm. And it's just August. You just hype to see some snowboarding. Now <laughs> you're just like, show me some shit. Yeah, or I guess yeah. you're maybe maybe you're just like not thinking about it yet or yeah. something like that. Whatever. Still trying to skate <laughs> or like both, but there's oh. not as much that's coming out that you're like hyped on as you get older. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like you've had a and just to rewind it back. We have a little note that we have on this bucket in front of us. It says, "I don't know the key to success, but the key to failure is trying to please everybody." mentality of not just staying in our lane and saying what we think but um circling back to what you said um yeah i've noticed um being around you snowboarding skating whether it's a skate clip or a snowboard clip like you're not gonna put it out unless it's to a certain standard and uh, i just was kind of wondering like how your methodical thought process works as far as getting tricks and keeping that standard up and almost like a less is more type of thing or um i mean i'm lucky to be around like 
people like Tanner and like even being around like the Keep the Change dudes back in the day, like the filmers that have like a proper influence on like what you should and shouldn't put out that'll like give you that harsh, like, no, that's not coming out or whatever. Like, no, we won't use that. Like, that's good to feel early on. So, you know, and I think as you get older, you're like, I'm watching clips. You're like, yo, that one's whack. This one was more powerful, whatever. But, uh, I think powder is just, you don't, it doesn't always line up. And like when you get those like good days, you get the good days and you get the good clips and like, I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to like put out stuff that I'm not hyped on and that's not like somewhat progressing off what I did before, whether it's like terrain wise or it's a completely different project or it's trick wise or whatever it is. I think there needs to be an evolution. And I like, I always respect the skaters that capitalized on like what their skills were and took those skills to the fullest ability and like you know, I'm not like the craziest jumper or whatever, but I'm like definitely trying to look for new ways to like keep myself entertained while filming while also like trying to do like some stuff that's maybe not like always like shown like whatever it might be, even if it's just like subtle changes, like a lot of stuff's been done. So it needs to like be packaged nice and subtly like, you know, out there. Like you can't just like flood the gates with like an Instagram clip every day and like, or not not even that you can't flood like you can't just like flood yourself out there for everyone to see because there's so much going on there's so much like crazy oversaturation like luckily with vans and with some of the people i film with they've helped like encapsulate like oh this is like a couple years of some like hard work which is rare these days you're basically making yourself a commodity it would be if it was a you know, if it was a what i noticed which i thought was really cool and Oli gagnon even mentioned this like last night you hit me up because you wanted to have a say on what his photos were going to be for the bomb hole a lot of dudes don't do that so it kind of shows that you know your particular Oli even said yeah he's very particular mm-hmm. about what he wants released and what he wants out there and kind of controls the flow of his photos and picks the right style a lot of guys don't do that so i thought that was cool yeah it kind of goes along with what you're talking about here yeah i I honestly i didn't i never really looked at that so when you bring it up i I don't i don't know i feel like when i get a clip i'm like i'm hyped on i want to put it out you know what i mean and maybe like it just comes off that way and i don't know there's a lot of like whether it's skating like in a my war and you're like even if it's just like we're just skating like street spots literally for fun just to like get like clip high fulfillment and like see famous spots whatever Mm -hmm. you got to do but like me and boggs will go for like a my war on a skate clip dude boggs is yeah and whether it's me filming him or whether it's him filming me and it's like maybe you're even starting to get more dangerous than some of the snowboard clips (laughs) you know what i mean boggs for sure just like us two like literally just us two maybe a couple other homies sometimes us two like out in long beach like in like an industrial zone or like you know in some crazy spot (laughs) and it's all just for fun yeah and you're just like i want to get this insta clip but like you'll land it like a couple times and i'll look at my style or whatever i'll just be like what the fuck because you're just like watching all this crazy skating all the time They're like dude like, can't i'm already like pushing it like we can't put this out so you got, i gotta do it good you know and i think like even though we're joking with that that translates to snowboarding we're like i think that it's more important to like feed instagram with cool shit you're hyped on and clips that are whatever and you know maybe drop old clips whatever but like it's important to still encapsulate what you really want to put out there to the world and like work somewhat hard on just like i'm not saying it has to be insane but just create a vibe and create something and put it out so it means a little bit more than just like 
dropping apart every single year or like drop whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like a you know a musician that puts out too much music, Mm -hmm. and you're like you don't give a shit. But then that 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 musician that puts out an album every three years, you're like, oh fuck yeah, let's do this. You're excited for it. They also film on like sixteen and. A lot of the footage, like, I just kind of take on my own that doesn't make the cut, and a lot of footage doesn't make the cut, so it just ends up on Instagram, or I'll throw it in, like, an iPhone slash extra footy edit or whatever it is that I've been starting to do, but, yeah, I mean, I want to put out stuff. Seems like you kind of cracked into the social media scene early with, like, the B-Proddy Productions shit. Like, you kind of got a grasp early and Mm -hmm. figured out, making the iPhone edits and, like, creating a vibe. Yeah. That shit's sick. Yeah, more kids need to, like, that. I, I like that vibe as opposed to just, like, I don't know, check check me out. It's, like, a different kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was always into video, like, editing and filming with my friends growing up and just, like, idolizing skating, snowboard videos and surfing, whatever. Like, I was, like, a product of that. So when Instagram came along and I realized you could, like, edit stuff together and have, like, whatever, like, it was, I just, I didn't even know it was sharing stuff when I first got Instagram. I thought it was like an app that you was just like, oh, this is how you edit shit. And it saves your camera roll and then you can like upload it to whatever. And then it was, sa- and then it like saved all this shit. And then I realized it was a social media thing. Oh, like that's shit. how young I think I, uh, how early I was on it maybe. And then it was like, oh, okay. Like whatever. Then now I don't know. It's like a fucking yeah. love hate relationship yeah, with yeah, everything. Wild. But, uh, yeah, those early days, it was fun. It was, like, more creative. It's, like, the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah. I, uh... We should take a cut. I gotta piss like a race. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's do it. Okay. Back to the B-hole. Where were we? What were we talking about? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know what? I'll get into a Patreon question. Yeah, let's get into one. So, uh, this is from Chris Cord. He wonders what it's like for you being sponsored by a multi-sport outdoor company like the North Face. What types of experiences you've had that maybe you wouldn't have had just being sponsored by strictly snowboard companies? And are there any other athletes on the North Face that you've gotten close with? Um, great question. Wow. Appreciate the insightful question. Yeah, good question. Give him an air horn. Yeah. Appreciate that. Patreon support. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the support from the North Face is huge. They've definitely been, like, the driving force and keeping me going, like, almost, like, 10 years with them. So that's pretty – or I am over 10 years, which is insane. Um, I, th- I don't – there hasn't been anything, like, too crazy. Like, I definitely somehow, like, know Jimmy Chin through, like, Jackson Hole. And, like nope, – That's a serious name drop. Yeah. Dude. You can't <laughs> I, just casually say that. He's, like – he actually taken it back to um, that A Rob trip when he passed away. Jimmy Chin donated a uh, a good amount of money to the that trip to yeah. like we somehow someone set up some donation that was A Rob's mom or something to finish the movie, and he dropped money to like finish the movie That's just incredible. like out of nowhere. Let's give yeah. Him an air horn. Um, yeah, forgot about that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess that's a connection right there yeah. to answer the question. That was kind of during early North Face times. And they do these athlete summits every year. Um, and they'll be in some kind of cool locations. We went to Puerto Rico two years ago. Are you the only non-climber in the in the whole summit? Because <laughs> it seems like it's all like 
Yeah, everybody's mountain like climbers, ripping climbing. Uh, and at those summits, everybody's kind of like trying to compete against each other for like Are who they? got the most gnarly one day. Yeah, dude, Cedar Wright one time. So it's me, Cole Maven, Kyle Martin. I think it's Cole's like first first athlete summit, and uh, we're chilling. Just like we do, a, we're doing this hike. We run into some climbers. We do a little rappel off this cliff. We're chilling. It's like sunset. Cedar Wright, like legend climber, homie, like North Face athlete, long time dude, like awesome personality, awesome dude, like on always saying hilarious shit in meetings and stuff. He has uh, this like fly wing, you know, this paragliding wing. And we're in Moab, so it's like the hill goes up and then it's like the cliff. And on the hill, like the like red rock, you know, that's like covered in sagebrush, rocks, all that. There's like a couple benches, but like he's trying to like take off of like basically nothing, like a like a hill that goes up and he's trying to take off at the top. He lays out his wing. We're all watching him. He goes first try, blows it. Thing catches on some sagebrush, like wing doesn't go up. Homie <laughs> runs, there's this like rock at the bottom. He's trying to get off like this rock and like that's his last step and he jumps. Just like, nah, like first time doesn't make it. Second time, we're like, oh shit, like Help him unpack his wing. It's getting dark. Camp is meanwhile below, like down in the abyss. All the like gnarly athletes are back there. It's like cocktail hour. They're running like beer miles where like you got to run, mi- run a mile, chug a beer halfway through, relay with like five people. I don't even know. And, <laughs> That's what uh, they do for fun. <laughs> yeah, they're gnarly. It's cool. But uh, <clears throat> second try, we lay his wing out for him. We're like holding it for him, all of us, up on like, our, like as, ho- as tall as we can. Me, Cole, Kyle, this dude tries to take off again, blows it, no wind, like, <laughs> runs off the cliff, like, eats it. We're like, okay, he's packing it up, like, he's done, dude, this is crazy, it's getting dark. Everybody's watching, too, like, pretty far down below, but you can hear, like, a couple yells. Meanwhile, Renan and I want to say Sam Elias are climbing this huge wall, like, next to us. And it's getting so dark, they forgot their headlamps. They taped their phones onto their helmets with duct tape. And they're climbing, and they have to finish in the dark. So they're just like, yeah, we got we had to finish. Like, they're out there in the dark. So everyone's watching them. Meanwhile, homie's trying to take off. Like, this is maybe that was a little bit after more dark. And they're like, third try, we're holding it all up. He finally takes off, just like so rickety. Like, there's like, like strings were like missing out of his shoe when we were setting it up. Like, sagebrush, like everywhere, rocks everywhere. It's like... <laughs> Like goes up, takes off, sails back to camp, and we're just like in the dark just too. Sailing. Yeah, in the dark, and we go back there. And Kyle, that was like when Kyle Martin was working there, and he's just like busting out puffy jacket, brand new puffy jackets. Every like here you go, like these are you know just like <laughs> what is this? Like it's just, insane, just like, crazy scenario. Yeah, just huh? like super cool scenarios. They're always like bringing together like I don't know. They're bringing speakers on this. We had Wim Hof that year. Wim Hof came, and we all did. Jesus. We all did a breathing experience in an ice bath. And then I, wa- I have a little video of him doing a little, like, one-handed arm stand. He got a photo for his gram. He bounced. Really? Yeah, one day. <laughs> How often off. they do these things? That was every year. They didn't do one last this year, year or, la- or yeah, this coming year because we hit Puerto Rico. But, yeah, they're super supportive. And you've been with them 10 years. That's cool, man. Yeah, you know what cracks Same. me up is also thinking about, you know, you're like, oh, I got I can't record till later today. I have a Zoom meeting with the North Face. <laughs> now, to me, my bros, in any sort of 
professional meeting is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, what do you guys even like? What What are you guys even talking about in these meetings? Uh, I mean, it was cool. They They hit us up for. They hit me up just for insight, like thirty minute Zoom meeting for insight, like not too much ahead heads up, just like feedback on product and marketing, which is like that's awesome. For a yeah. brand to just do like a quick check-in. And I think they've adapted to the Zoom life. Everybody's working remote. Everyone's out of office. Every They just moved headquarters to Denver. And we've been doing weekly Zoom meetings. If you're a smart <laughs> brand, you're hitting a dude like him up, just picking that brain. <laughs> nah. But, uh, dude, and the Zoom meeting is hilarious. I got on the first one, and you just like, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I like, dude, I didn't even know I had Zoom. Did you guys know you had Zoom on your I don't, computer? I didn't know I had <laughs> yeah, Zoom. I've done, yeah, I've done it. Yeah. I never even knew I had it. They're like, but oh, it yeah. it comes automatic? It's like I don't on know. Safari or something. Dude, I got an email. Like, we're having a Zoom. We're having a meeting, like a team meeting. And I'm like, oh, I've seen this on, like, recently. And it was, like, right beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, click this link. Oh, boom. Like, app was just, I'm just, like, on camera. Like, in a meeting with, like, 30 people. I didn't, like, I pushed, press like, one button. Like, my microphone's on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, that just, like, happened. So, like, I've done a bunch of, like, that. It's cool to stay connected. But, yeah, dude, I'm chilling. Chilling in, like, shorts. You and you're saying there's people holding babies and just yeah, there's kids like running dogs. around and dogs. There's, like, people, like, kind of flexing, like, working out. Really? Yeah. People with their cameras off nowadays, just, like, whatever. But... Just a fat kettlebell just doing curls right through all the meetings going on. That's a that's a heavy flex. Dude, you were talking about those climbers with their headlamps on. Dude, last night I drove up the canyon mm. and there's fucking headlamps everywhere. Yeah. People dude. Climbing rocks in the that's dark. That's crazy. I was kinda tripping on that, dude. I didn't know it got to that level. Dude. You ever see the movie Meru? Uh, I haven't. Yeah, it's a good movie. That's like uh you asked who my favorite movie earlier for Patreon question, I'll drop it. Also, Meru is insane. It's a documentary. Jimmy Chin, Conrad Anchor. Um, got it's like got to be basically it. like a movie that you would watch that is like like to get like a drama adventure type like movie that you would watch like a blockbuster, but it's actually but it's not edited like that. But it's like actually a real life story that happened. Wow! So it's, it's like a, doc- a documentary. It's like a documentary, but. It, when you get out of it, you feel like you watched a real, real movie because it's like you get that effect, but it was also real life. Like, not like it's like the true story in a movie. It's like, yeah, that sounds dope. Yeah, I remember being inspired by that movie. We'll have to give it a, we'll have to give it a view. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've always tripped out about you is I strapped into your setup last winter. Dude, like, let's talk about your setup. The thing We're is, talking posy posy. The thing is what? soft as hell, run? man. And is I was it? like, how do you lay? I always came from school of stiffer board. Is easier to land. He's. You said he's a light chassis, though. Yeah, I mean, I probably just have like a. I have a pretty weird setup. Probably, you know, there's like a little bit lanky, a little bit light, <laughs> lightweight. <laughs> you don't even sink in. Yeah, just float on top. And <laughs> over the course of riding GNU boards, I got like super used to like the C2 camber. So it's like, it's, a, it's reverse camber, and I think a lot of the samples I've been riding. I've been a little bit more reverse than they're supposed to be, so the new models coming out are a little stiffer. You rock reverse camber, but it's like a flatter, like camber mm-hmm. reverse camber, like like flat then reverse. Yeah, this is a pro model board. Uh, yeah, so the, they actually blessed me with the hypercarve 
Uh, the hyper key are You're throwing on a lot of jargon that I don't know anything about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hypercarve yeah. C2. Well, that's the name of the model. The okay. C2 is the name of the camber. All right. Uh, but they came out with this board like a couple, like five, six years ago. I started riding it and then kind of like started giving feedback and then turned into my yours. pro model. I've been riding this board like I can't get off it kind of. Um, and I'm down to just like keep it consistent and it's been getting stiffer, but yeah. Is this a sample with no art or you just don't? No, this is the graphic for next year. It is. Yeah. So, or for, yeah. I'm seeing stickers. Yeah. There's stickers on there that I added, but no, it's just like a white top sheet, blue base. Uh, you yeah. got that bomb hole blue on there soft, too. I yeah, like that. Is, that is the, the bomb hole blue. It really and is. It's, it's, it's like, like a soft setback floater power board basically. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's supposed to be like a little bit more aggressive going forward um, and stiffen up a little bit. But basically, I'm looking for like responsiveness and to be able to kind of like ride anything, but specifically like freestyle smaller powder features, but also like you can ride it and hit big stuff too. Like I was riding like a one fit, like a lot of people have been riding smaller boards and you can like definitely get away riding a smaller board if you have like the right setback and like what you're doing i just need something that's gonna like like this thing turns on a dime every does everything i want it to do at any moment and i've gotten so used to it that it's kind of just like been perfected to kind of be like a resort all mountain easy to ride board that it can like you can learn stuff on that you're not a quiver guy you're a one what board, size is it one board johnson kind of yeah one board johnson yeah one, switch size one bj yeah don't. one bj <laughs> what uh what size uh, this is a 57. I'm off a 57 and a 60 usually. Uh, yeah. And you're pretty tall, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty tall, but I only weigh like 145 pounds-ish. One of those snow elves. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sink in. Yeah, don't he even stays sink on top. in. I'm just trying to gain weight. But. Just flo- <laughs> it, he floats. Just stays yeah. right on top. Back to the powder riding situation. Mm-hmm. You ride lines and natty features and pat-downs and... Sneak, sneaky pat-downs where people don't see you pat them down. Sneaky peats. The sneaky peats, we call those. Yeah. Uh, we actually don't first-timer, but we're going to start calling them. I think they should be called that. that. <laughs> coin that term. Yeah, we're going to call that because a lot of times you think it's natty, but somebody hike, snuck in underneath, yeah. oh, patted yeah. it down, and then snuck out of there. That's right? true. That's the sneaky peat. That's a sneaky yeah, peat. So, was that a sneaky peat? <laughs> <laughs> is that natty or is that a sneaky peat? It's a sneaky peat. But when we're talking, whether we're talking sneaky peat, we're talking... Natty Deutsch. Natty, Natty Sploich, which is an untouched feature for the layman's. Like if you're riding a powder line and nobody's touched, it's a first first time going down it and you're busting a 360 off something. You have no clue how it's going to react, right? What percentage of these sneaky peats and or Natty Sploiches <laughs> go according to plan? I think they go according to plan like somewhat well most of the time, but they... But in order to have one actually be climactic enough to create a video shot, it takes like that special one where you went fast enough to get the pop, did the trick, combined it with whatever else. And like sometimes you're like didn't even get the chance to look at the line homie set up and you're just like, yeah, just like film this. And like then you end up doing something later after you've looked at it or whatever. But like first try on something, it's like. It really, it really has to like, yeah, you has to look at the takeoff has to be poppy. It has to like, look like it has to be something or sometimes you just like overshoot the whole thing. Die. Don't go, <laughs> don't go big enough at all. Or like, 
oh, that would have been like really sick, but just like you popped out of frame. Like you, you got to do it again just to get a good one. And then the second one's better. Like, you know, I don't know. The first, the very first try is, I wouldn't say I'm like, I've never been to Alaska. So, I'll, you know, I'm only really riding like more mini golf stuff or whatever. I've ridden some stuff in Jackson, but you, if you plan it out well enough, or maybe you've ridden it before, then it goes well. But if you're hopping in there, you got to hope for some luck. Are some of the stuff's resets where, like, you hit it and then it didn't go that well, but then you're going back after a snowstorm mm-hmm. and trying it again. Those are where the magic seems to happen sometimes, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like, I think, you know, snowboarding may seem kind of like this far-out venture to go film backcountry mm-hmm. snowboarding, and that kind of sucks because it takes away access from a lot of people that, you know, should be riding it and doing it. Um, and there is a lot of easy hiking access or whatever. And we're... I think it's cool that to kind of compare it to skateboarding in a way where like there's spots, you hit the spots a couple of times, maybe, maybe the spot changed over the years and like maybe only set, no, not everybody's going to recognize it anyway, but we, I've hit plenty of jumps where I've hit them. They didn't go well or like they went super well, whatever it is, you want to come back and hit them again. You got a trick in mind. Sometimes powder riding is like, you may not get the option to hit it. Like there might only be one zone with one landing that's still good on that trip. And you're just like, and you're like, well, that I know that jumps good. We hit it before. It's good for this. Or like there may be something where like, oh, we had a session on it and we'll like, we'll we'll adjust. Like Pat this year pulled some snow, Pat Moore, um, pulled some snow down while filming. Like we hit this jump. It was kind of like this natty, like it was a, uh, what was the term again? Uh, sneaky Pete. Yeah, it was sneaky a it was a Pete. sneaky Pete, but you could kind of tell because you know you could you could see like the run in a little bit, but it was like a no block jump, and the landing had a kink in it. And Pat just like hikes up there, fills it in after the sesh. Is like we'll probably end up coming back here and hitting this thing. Fills in, snows like twenty inches. Like a couple of days later, we come back, hit it. Know how you it smoothed out the kink. Yeah, know how it works. You can kind of see like one old landing track maybe, but you're like, oh yeah, like. It, like you know how it works landing's better now like it takes that sometimes like a golf replace your yeah. Kind yeah. Of scenario. and it's like i don't know comparing it to skating where you're just like yeah dude like went to the spot had to go back to the spot you know yeah. what i mean it's Went's just back like to hollywood high six yeah times like the- i think it's funny to have that kind of like fun the funny little parts about it like this the my war stories or whatever like you got to seek out like the fun in that mm-hmm. in a way rather than like and then like, the homies are like, we're going back again. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know what's cool about powder, though? You look at you look at rail riding or contest riding, it's a young man's game. It is a full... Contest riding? Yeah, like it's like a young... There's like an expiration date on contest riding. Yeah, and powder's and, kind of for life. And, and then powder, it's almost like you, you age like a fine wine. Because there's no... You know, it takes experience to be good at powder, like knowing how fast to go. Like every year, you gain more and more experience, and that's kind of kind of cool with pow. It's got a longer. Powder's kind of like riding a bike life. too, you know. Is it? Well, for me, you lose jumping a bit. Yeah, but like ripping the pow is something that I just seem. It seems like you don't lose that. Um, I, as you get older, anyways, you guys aren't there yet. <laughs> See what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think just like riding. Like the street, what's happening in the street stuff, it's evolving like so fast. You got to be up on the trends and like so much respect to like, and the contests, like the world, those worlds, like I, I kind of like envy like what's going on in street riding. And I like, I like watching it a lot. And like the contest stuff, I'm like, 
don't know what the fuck's going on, but, <laughs> but res- like respect. Yeah. You know, and that's how I feel. I think powder is just a cool kind of classic look at snowboarding. Maybe if you're looking at it completely broad, you're just like, here's a little bit of like what it's all about. Kind of, or just like, yeah. And over time, like, even though it's maybe like people have always hit big stuff, people have always done big tricks, but it's still always you. I'm still driving to see that next dude that has like powder footage or whatever, you know, the same year, like doesn't matter what it is. Like certain jumps get old, but yeah, it's like snow is different every year. Vibes different every year. Spots need to pop up. Like still needs to live, you know, you mentioned you've never been to Alaska. You see yourself ever trying to, get up there yeah i mean i definitely want to i'm not i don't feel like i'm like setting goals and like unrealistically chasing them i want it to happen like in a way where it's like oh this crew lines up and these are the people i want to be like riding with here like these are conditions or this is the project um a lot of times if i would have taken my opportunities to go to alaska that i've gotten i would have missed out on actually filming shots in Canada, in Jackson, that I ended up getting that were last minute or Chatter Creek or something like that, which was a little bit more predictable and a little bit more, like, friendly to ride where, yeah, like, it's a bucket list, but I'm not, like, I'm not, like, not sleeping at night. Like, I want to just keep myself hyped on where I end up, you know? It's a lot of money, and you you might sit up there for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Waiting for sun or weather. I'm sure it's worth it when it works. Yeah. And, like, I saw, like... That movie Energy that Drinkwater put out with, like, Austin, mm. Brian, and Curtis, when they went there, they, like, strike missioned it, like, four days, like, one day ahead of time, just, like, all killed it. Austin rode that insane line. That's where you're, like, damn, like, yeah. like sick. Yeah. Comes from experience with yeah. those guys, huh? And yeah. you you had kind of a formative trip with those guys back in the day when they did their Mediocre Madness. That seemed like a cool deal. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was, like... That was, like, maybe one of those trips when you're, like, young and you're, like, pivotal age category. You go on something like that. End of the season. I don't remember what. That might have been end of the snowboarder year, like, the forward year maybe even. And, yeah, they it was kind of we had met Brian and Austin and Curtis and them, and I looked up to them. And basically what ended up on the trip is Brian's kind of, like, really cool at making stuff happen for us and, like, helping us out when we go to Oregon, helping us out filming, like, whatever it is. And he got all, like, the Lick the Cat dudes together, kind of, like, just, like, me, Sam, and Matt. I can't even remember who was on this trip. There were so many people, like, Max. Like, Lewiff and stuff. And then, like, yeah, and then, like, those, and then the Drinkwater dudes who I looked up to, and then, like, Lewiff. It was just, like, this also there. Yeah. And, like... So many people, like, all my close friends, plus, like, all these, like, snowboarders that are older that we're, like, looking up to, and it's just, like, a road trip throughout Oregon. We're staying at, like, Foster Huntington's, like, tree houses, skating his bulls, and we're, like, on the coast, like, all surfing, like, crazy, like, rogue wave hits us when we're all, like, around this campfire out at Pacific City on, like, this peninsula, and we're watching these waves all night come in, and then this one it gets dark we go build this campfire like in and the way the rocks forms it like goes up comes down into this little bowl and we're in the bowl and then the ocean's like on the other side and the tide rose and this huge wave came in and splashed up over the rock and a bunch of water came down in the bowl and came down through all of us took out our campfire (laughs) like tanner was there like jake price everybody had to like grab grab their like cameras like i think tanner just got a red camera 
shit was like floating in this like river. <laughs> or maybe he grabbed it. He might have grabbed his shit early, but some shit was like floating. Like speaker was gone. Like music just stopped. Everybody was just like all kind of drunk out of their mind. Like this, like kind of these, like I remember looking out at the ocean on that trip. You ever have like, you know, like moments of serendipity? It, like in that like phrase where like you kind of just like holy shit like everything's going like so well or like this every like i just am like so fulfilled in life right now or whatever i remember like having that out there just like so funny just like yeah like this is so sick like all just like drinking on the edge of this huge cliff on the ocean after like hitting this like big like spring hip with like all these people and yeah just next level trip that i remember like going on and leaving and just like i'll always look back on kind of yeah that's a cool and the whole video tanner tp yeah cut together and hava was on the trip for yeah. they like invited hava on the trip for like four days or something and he was just like i didn't even know this was a snowboard trip just like didn't bring clothes <laughs> we were blasting rihanna one morning super loud like blasting it and he like gets up and he's just like turns it on i don't know if it's like a direct quote but he was just something like i'm so tired of this shit like hava just like freaking <laughs> out and just like Turns it off and then, like, comes out laughing, like, an hour later or something. I don't know. <laughs> Classic album. Yeah. So tired of this shit. <laughs> well, man, I think we kind of fucking covered some serious ground. What What's next for B-Prodi? Yeah, what's What are we what's thinking? Next? What's on the horizon for the kid? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's some stuff. There's a Vans project coming out this fall that has kind of, like, we did... I've actually have like three years of footage in, but it's like a couple trips a year, <clears throat> like kind of like not full on every year. And then this last year we went a little full on until the shutdown. Um, so yeah, that project's coming out and everybody's got like insane footage in that, like Parker, Sam, Arthur, um, Cole, Pat, and like the whole crew, uh, Dan. And yeah, definitely hyped on seeing that. And the horizon i mean this year's interesting uh we definitely have like some footage that's like say that we've been filming at brighton a lot and maybe you know we can kind of continue to do that and you know travel around locally and film powder go up to jackson and i definitely spend a lot of time there in the winter and hope to do that um i don't know i just want to keep keep you know fulfilling what's out there in this community like i said i think it's like snowboarding will always be there and it kind of sucks because a lot of days or a lot of times these days you hear like negative talk about like the glory days of boarding and like what's what's getting passed around now these days in terms of support and i think snowboarding is just like it's always going to be here and i'm always going to be stoked to be a part of it and always like kind of stoked to progress on what i'm doing and you know, whether it's just, like, continuing to film or be involved in certain projects, like, just working with, like, all these people and, like, the support from Vans has been insane and kind of their give back to snowboarding with, like, hooking us up with these filmers and continuing to support the long-term project. Um, and I hope there'll be talk some more of those. And Beautiful. Well, Keep on keeping on type of scenario. Uh, oh, yeah, we have a couple things here. Oh, we got a couple things. We got, so. well, well, should we talk? Let's talk about this raffle real quick. So yeah, we, we just got a pair. I talked to. Oh, what do we got? We got. Booth. I don't know what these are. Yeah, those. These are just. This is just a nice prop. You're gonna get this on your doorstep if you win. Vans is um, agreed to give away a pair of boots along with the prints we're doing for the show, mm -hmm. um, to benefit the, 
Bill and Ojo Foundation. So we'll be having a raffle. Uh, you'll be able to find it on our Instagram and also on our website, bombhold.com. Along with that, um, so you, basically you'll buy a ticket, you'll enter yourself into a raffle. Winner gets this a pair of Vans boots. They get to pick off the website, any pair of Vans. And then also on, um, as far as the prints, we have a bunch of signed Blake prints. and Shot by Oli Gagnon. Shot by Oli G, the legend who gets an air horn. And uh, all the proceeds, again, go to the Ojo Foundation, which is a beautiful thing. So go ahead and make oh, sure yeah. you... I also got... Um, I know you guys hooked me up with the video part gift, but I got a couple bags of coffee. Oh, he's bringing a gift. Oh. Yeah, we got gifts here. Yes. This is uh, Overview Coffee from Alex Yoder, who, like, hooked it up overnight style. There's a little note here that goes with it. Each got you guys a bag. Shout Very out good. to Yoder, man. Yeah, Yoder's saying um, thanks for sharing with uh, Stony Buds and Gren Diesel. So, you know, Yoder's staying on top. He knows what's going on. Um, coffee is big biz, which means lots of cheddar biscuits. <laughs> He's raking in the bisque. Our goal is to use that bisque to help farmers grow coffee in ways that benefit them, their soil, and the world by utilizing regenerative organic agriculture. Uh, which, yeah, you can look into Overview Coffee. It's kind of uh, you want to feel good about what you're buying and supporting a snowboarder and coffee that gives back. Definitely check them out. Yeah, keep it in the community. Yeah, that's, that's what's up. There's so many snowboarders that go on and do such rad shit, and people yeah. need to support that. The community yeah. needs yeah. to look out for that. For sure. There's that's, And I don't mean to be like negative in the beginning part when I'm talking like, oh, I'm only like paying attention to 10% of snowboarding, whatever. I just sometimes you can feel anti-inspired. But uh, just on that subject, like there are so many avenues and ways in which people are flourishing and like stuff that where we can like kind of utilize like through all the internet and social media which is like so much creative insane shit going on and yeah yeah i figured i like when people bring gifts Dude, <laughs> no we appreciate this it should become something uh, other guests should start doing you know what i mean and oh, guests. also <laughs> if you see us spracked like shaking spracked. breathing into a brown paper bag on air it's probably because we're about 14 cups of this deep the the thing that's a trip about this is i was just hanging with yoder in oregon Mm-hmm. And I was I was online today, and I was like, oh, I've been, I've been meaning to buy some of Yoder's coffee. I bought a I bought some of this coffee uh, yeah. this <laughs> morning. That's so this morning. I literally, I was yeah. like, I'm gonna because I and also oh, I'm like, I want to support like you know this snowboarding. I was thinking it would be cool to be like drinking his coffee while that's we're on the podcast. Synchronicity, so, right? Yeah, there. we're all synced up over here. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's pretty amazing. Back to supporting snowboarders, man. You know what? If Andrew Crawford can go to school and work for NASA after snowboarding, man, snowboard community can do anything. <laughs> the sky's yeah, the limit. That's, that's actually past the sky because he, yeah. he went to the space. To space. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> he went to the space. Maybe he knows if the uh, world is flat around. He's, well, he's probably got some alien intel on us, too. Bud, any alien dude, updates for One us? of his workers actually hit me up to say he watched a bodca- podcast and he was talking about Crawford, and I was like, dude, you guys work for NASA. What's up with aliens? Fully ghost the question. Really? He dodged him like twice or three times. Like, yeah, but what's up with aliens? Dude, think, he's got it. Yeah, they, I think they're maybe not But then to they're dropping that, like, so, they're like, they're kind of doing, like, a soft opening. Soft opening on the, like, yeah, we know, we got aliens. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that's what's going on right now. They're just like, that's what I'm hearing. I, I don't, I'm not paying attention too I, much to the alien yeah. world, but, like. Well, um, I get I, it from Buds. Buds claims that it's, it's a drip. It's like a drip system. And I like a soft opening, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sexual innuendo. Mm. 
No, I was talking about the soft launch. Oh, the, no, oh, I okay. guess that's just sexual. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so any updates on the aliens, bud? Oh, dude, I mean, where to begin? No, just kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you what, just know that they're real, and the soft launch has happened, and they might be among us. Pretty soon they're going to drop it, like 2020. Shit's firing Dude, off this, crazy. this would be the year to drop it, though, you yeah, know, with everything I've going on. I've been seeing the memes, like, yeah, they're dropping aliens in December. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually seen that, You too. know what? That could be a whole new line of, like, you know, outerwear for brands to start, lo- like, oh, we do, like, male, female line, and we also have an alien line. Alien. They like a soft board. <laughs> Shredding on the moon, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap this shit up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Okay, we did it. The Blake Paul episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Heard something you liked. I'm here to let you guys know that we have a Patreon. If you want to support us, that's found on our website, bombhole.com, where you can also find merch. We got hoodies. We got shirts. We got sticker packs loaded up with cheddar biscuit stickers and all the goods. We also have signed prints of Blake Paul himself. If you want to do us a huge favor on the podcast... Go ahead and write a review at Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a ton. And I just want to take this time to say thank you guys for listening and taking time out of your week to join us for a good chat. And I hope the rest of your week is fantastic. Thanks again from the bomb hole. Over and out. See you next Wednesday. <laughs>